Marvel Squid Comics Podcast. Uh, season 5, episode 22. 22. We're not going to make it to 26, I don't think. I blame me. I blame my Don. Fault. It's all my fault. Really? I don't know why we miss podcasts. I don't blame Don for anything. Do we have sickness? I know Don's daughter had a baby. Don gives me the most enjoyment I get a... in the entire year. It's like Christmas when I get to go to Air Capital Comic Con. Right. There was a comic book convention. Oh, yeah, a comic book convention. Had a kid. Or I didn't he had a kid, kid have a kid. My, I had a kid have a kid. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, anyway, I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together, try and get together every couple of weeks, talk about comic books, TV shows, movies, all that good stuff. So, yeah. So, what have we been up to? We've had three weeks off. I got oh, to I... read a lot. Oh, that's good. I read I a lot. You looks like you read a lot. I watched a lot. Did you watch a lot? I really didn't watch much. I didn't watch much either. We watched all five of the Pirates movies. Uh, why? That's weren't the last two like horrible? No, day. I didn't think so. Okay, cool. They're, aren't they all so, the same? Kind of, but not really. Like, they get kind of repetitive, don't they? No, they go after different stuff. Mm, I think they're repetitive. Okay, I have, so I have Netflix again, the so you one, have to tell me what's good to watch on Netflix. The one thing I will in a minute. The one, the one thing that I really noticed about those movies, Johnny Depp, the Jack Sparrow, uh-huh. he's Indiana Jones. He kept... No matter what he does, it doesn't make a difference? Well, and he just kind of <laughs> bumbles through everything. Like Oh, that could be true, and, too. Like the hat, like he's always getting his hat back. I mean, it. they were very... And the movies are like, they're going after, like one of them, the fourth one or whatever, like they were going after... That's the fourth one, right? Oh, no. Now, the fourth... Yes, the fourth one... Is the tri- is the Fountain of Youth. The last one is the Trident. I never even tried But it's like the they go one. on, like, I don't know. It seemed very, you know what I mean? Like that character. Like yeah. he's just, not that, he bumbles through everything and everything just falls into place. Whereas Harrison Ford, like Indiana Jones, like he has a path, but he's not as, bum- you know what I mean? Like there's that whole trope, like you said. If yeah. he didn't exist, like, everything would happen. Everything would happen everything anyway. Would, right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I mean, it was just, I don't know, he just had that, throughout watching all of those movies, like, in a row, it almost just felt very... That he just bumbled through. Very, that, yes. Oh, wow. I look into everything. Right. Well, look at this. Did you watch, did you ever watch the Squid Games? I have. It. Well, did yes, you? I did watch the, that's that series. I watched bits and pieces of it. I did my typical Netflix thing where I watched the first episode and the last episode you and maybe a little bit with, in between. You can't do that so, with Squid Game. He did. I, I he did. literally did well, it. So you they, can. On Netflix now, they are showing it. Like, they didn't release it all at once. I don't understand why. They released, like, the first five episodes and then, like, another one came out today. I don't know if the rest of them can. They did an actual yeah, live, live Squid one. Game. I've seen that. Up and there. I've been watching it. You, and it's you very, say it's worthwhile? If you liked the Squid Game and you kind of like Survivor or that or type those of kind game of little show, reality then, type then thing. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm digging it. Cool. He's digging All it. Right. I, I like um, Power Watched it. Power Watched. Like watched. That's all I did. I am. I did watch the first episode of the one where it's like 007. It's on Amazon Prime where they get like nine teams. And they're oh, sending I, them out to these different places, and then they basically have to answer a question. But the idea is, is that they're kind of trying to do, like, 007 type of mission-type things that 
Who you've seen in the that? movies. Because I've seen the so. ad for that. But it's got the guy from Succession. Who's the lead character in that? Uh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yes. He's the kind of narrator. Did you want to punch whatever, him in the face the I whole think. time? Did <laughs> you want to punch him in the whole face while you're watching Succession? Do you? So, so that's on Netflix. That. Um, is Killer, The Killer, is that on Netflix? Yeah, I watched that. I watched that. What did you think? <laughs> what did you think? It was okay. That's the one it was. With, uh, it just felt like a John Wick name? Magneto, right? Movie. Yes. But yeah. with more talking. It was like the it talking was. It was John a Wick. Long talking John Wick movie with no action. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. We it th- was well done. Like it I thought was it was well done, done, but it just wasn't wasn't much substance for all the talking. It was too draggy. It was like too long. Like we we were watching it and I hit pause because we were going to go get something to eat or do something. Yeah. And, like, it came up, and it was, like, 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I've been watching this movie for five hours. For five like, days. the very beginning when he's... Just talking? Just talking. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. How it, Like, it got brutal almost. I was like, how much longer is he going to talk before something happens, like, before this people... Like, I get why he was doing it like i understand but oh my god it was like way too much i was like well then he flubbed it like i don't understand how he even flubbed it like (laughs) he had multiple times to shoot that guy when he was just sitting there and he waits till that girl walks in front i'm like and you can't get off another shot i know right i mean lee harvey oswald got off three shots in like (laughs) you know 15 seconds or whatever he's not even a professional right what the hell, man? It I, I agree with you. It was a well-made movie. And I understood why they were doing what they did, but it just didn't work. Like, yeah. I, I mean... It, okay, let's put it this well, way. Well, the premise was kind of dumb, too. Like, okay, so he messed up the job. Right. And so for some reason, they went after his girlfriend, which yes. was dumb in the first place. Well, they didn't necessarily go after her. They went after him. And then when he wasn't there, they took it out on her. Gotcha. They didn't plan to go after her. She was just there. Yeah, and then he was mad about it, so then he gets, gets chases revenge. them all down. I mean, okay. He just... has a special set of skills that he uses. <laughs> yes. to... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the one thing that was kind of inter- that that I got a chuckle out of was all his aliases. Okay. Were all like George Jefferson. Sam Malone. They were all oh, from sitcoms, these like sitcom the Partridge people family. from like the seventies yeah. and eighties. Because I can't remember which the first one was, and I caught it. And then me and Barbara were trying to figure them all out, and there were a couple that we didn't get right away. So we had they sounded familiar, but we had, had to look them up. Yeah, but I got most of them. I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it was very. I don't know. It's like so weird because now it's like they're either they're making all these movies that are like John Wick. Or John Wick was so good and so successful that everything just reminds me of John Wick now. Well, this was not a because, John Wick knockoff, I don't think. It just seemed to be align with that a little bit. Well, yeah, because... It was trying to be something in the action fair type things. Of... It's David Fincher, and he, he does oh, his really? own thing. He generally does yeah. pretty good. He does his own thing. That's why he mean, is right. pretty but meticulous, I mean, like, and like he does Drew have saying, a certain pace with like, his yeah. movies as oh, well. God. Like Drew so, was saying, I mean, yeah, this he... He messes up the hit, and then they come after him, and they hurt his girlfriend, so then he goes after them to take them all out. Right. He's, he's doing it 
kind of for them, but he's also doing it to cover his own ass. Because yeah. he doesn't want anybody else coming after him. Correct, correct. So it's not so, quite John Wick, but... Right, it's not yeah. like, hey, you killed my dog, so I'm going to kill But is, all it of is you. a hitman taking out right. the people who are coming after him. Yes. But, but yeah. It just felt simple, right? There wasn't much to it. Well, like yeah. That. And, like I said, very long. It, it really wasn't that long. So, it felt... It felt it long. It felt long. I think it was only like an hour but and 15 I think, minutes. I think the whole point of that movie is... There's a point? Well, I mean, I think what he was trying to come across is that a hitman or whatever, like, it's very boring. Oh, yeah. You have to wait forever for the target to show up, and then you're going to track down this other person, and so you have to track him down, and then it takes forever. Like, I felt like that was part of the movie. Like, he was trying to get that across, especially at the very beginning. At the beginning, yeah, definitely. That was but also, just, like, um, through the whole movie when he goes from place to place, and he's, like, like tracking him down, and he's, like, sitting out, <laughs> right, and he's, like, sitting out in a car waiting yeah. for a day or waiting forever, sure, and sure. he's talking to himself, and he's trying to keep himself with music and and whatever like i think he was trying to get across like the the boring side like yeah. most movies that you see it's like oh they go here they hit you know they screw this up so then they track this person down and then it's action 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 yeah. and then they go somewhere else and it's action 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 this was like boring as shit <laughs> and a little bit of action and then boring as shit and then not any action. Because, I mean, the only action you got is the one fight scene with the dudes down in Florida. Everything else was... Yeah. Nothing. I mean, the big hefty guy? Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like the Smiths music is in, like, a lot of stuff all of a sudden. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm just being bombarded with Smith music everywhere. Like, Black Mirror, one episode had... A couple episodes had that, and then I was watching this, and it had Smiths. I swear there was something else that I was watching that also had the Smiths. I'm like, are the Smiths making a resurgence or something? Are they cool again? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But yeah, we wa I watched that, which that's on Netflix. I watched, we watched um, the second season of Baloki. Oh. So we're done with that. Cool. What'd you think? Okay. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was entertaining. It, it... OB is great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the time travel. Okay, so like... You haven't watched it, and you're never going to watch it. So it doesn't matter. I'm never going to watch it. Well, you said it. you're never going to watch it. I don't think you're I said with that. All that stuff. But, like... I'm waiting for it to be excited. The time travel stuff got a little crazy at the end, especially when it was like, how long will it take me to teach you everything you know about mm, physics? Yeah. Centuries oh, later. Centuries. <laughs> and then it goes centuries later. Yeah. So, like, he just went away, and he was gone for centuries, right? And then right after that, where he tried it, like... 8,000 times where it was, uh, what's the, Groundhog Day? Yeah. It was like Groundhog Day. It really was, Like, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is getting stupid. Like, aren't there going to be any, aren't there any repercussions for, like, going back in time and doing the same thing over and over, like, a thousand times? Like, there's Well, if you be... break the multiverse. <laughs> well, considering that world was ending every single freaking time, <laughs> that, I guess, right. or the multiverse was ending but, I mean, every single that time. But, I mean, that guy, I was like, really, you can't figure out a better way to do this? Like, this is... I don't know. It just felt... Okay. It felt... I didn't like it when I watched... Like, when okay. it was happening... Yeah. Like, the first couple times, I was fine with it. But then when it just kept going and it kept going, going yeah. and kept going and kept going, I was just like, oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, it was entertainment. I, I liked it. 
you know? I almost um, feel like it was Marvel's way to get themselves out of a corner in case they want to fire Jonathan Majors. Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. And then also, too, it was kind of, it was kind of um, neat to go back, like, when they were in the 1800s or whatever, yeah. like, when they went back to those different times. Like, it, it was fun. Yeah. Excuse me. I I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it wasn't. But I also like... I thought it was enjoyable. I also though. like Loki as a character. Exactly. And I like, and I like and Tom, Mobius. Tom Hiddleston does really good in that character role and everything. Yeah. And, and that was the thing. I think that, yeah, from uh, the characters that are involved in it, you know, it, it was good. And the introduction of even, say, new characters being uh, OB or whatever right. was very good, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, he was funny. So that, that, that kind of brings it together there. Yeah. Yep. That, that was... That was funny when he's like, Loki was back talking to Obi, and Obi was like in the present or whatever, talking to whatever, and he's like, yeah, if I knew how to do that. And he's like, oh, wait, I have one right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I do know how to do that. Yeah. It's like, did you just remember that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was fine. Um, the ending... So, like, he is now, like, the Gendrasil or whatever? Like he's Essentially, pretty... he's he's the keeper of the multiverse, multiverse I guess, now. in a way, right now. But, it, uh, yeah, with that, it's like he's, like, the god of the multiverse, and it looks like Yagrasil or whatever, right. you know, type things. All these lines and lines. everything made it look like the big giant tree. Right. So, that he's... And then, okay, so, like, I could have looked it up, I just didn't, but, like, what happened to that, what, the the bad lady, the Ravens, whatever, or Rensburg, or whatever, like, oh, she went somewhere, and then there was, like, some funky stuff, it looked like I should have figured out what well, she, happened. Okay, so, at the end went. of, if you remember right, towards the end of season one, I don't. Um, they went to... When people would get zapped, they went to that other weird realm uh-huh. that had, like, the big squared smoke monster or something like this. And that's where he met, like, the other Loki variants, like Kid uh, Loki and the frog and yeah. all that. That weird world, that's where it looks like she went. She went, okay. You know, now what's there? That Maybe she saw this big smoke monster. I don't know, you know, type things. I know. So, yeah, yeah exactly. She got transported to the lost world. To the lost world, world yes. <laughs> lost. So, I'd watch that <laughs> So, yeah, but that's what okay. it looked like, is that that's where she See, I didn't at. remember that, but, so. Yeah. Now, um, are they going to go anywhere else with that? Who knows? But, who yeah. knows? Who knows if they'll even have another one? Well, I, yeah, I, I don't do think that they're, they're going to do, do another, another one. Another yeah. They wouldn't do another one. Yeah, from what I understand, no, but would it, could they pop back up in movies or other shows? Yes. Yeah. You I'm know, guessing Marvel's not making any more movies so. for a while. No. <laughs> did I tell you that I did see the Marvels? I mean, did we talk about that last time? Nope. So, I did see the Marvels. You loved it. It's the greatest movie ever. It is not the greatest movie ever, but it's enjoyable. It's a fun yeah. action type of thing. It's very... It uh, actually... Sorry, go ahead. The, well, the one girl, Miss Marvel, she's freaking hilarious and damn near steals everything she's in, I feel like. But because of that, it kind of lightens it up and it makes even... It even lightens up Brie Larson's character, you know, of right. uh, Captain Marvel and things. And, and uh, I felt like it just kind of clicked a bit better and stuff 
freaking Nick Fury is actually a little bit lighter type of character even. I mean, he's almost back to his kind of, you know, smart aleck, you know, whatever type of thing and not this old crusty whatever the hell he was in Secret Invasion. Right. He's kind of back to being Nick Fury where he can kick some ass and work with all, all the other things and kind of quicker thinking and this type of stuff. So I enjoyed it. And there's some freaking hilarious parts. Oh, my God. There's some part with the Florkin that is just I had me freaking rolling. But um, I thought, it, like I said, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, it it doesn't it's not very deep by any means. And it right. follows like the typical type of formula. You can kind of tell where it's going. It doesn't seem like there's very much original, you know, about the overall plot, you know, where it's going and things of that nature. Mm. You know, it's just kind of taking a typical story plot, you know, of, oh, we've got the good guys. They're in trouble. Oh, something comes up to this where it's like, oh, are they going to win? Oh, yeah, of course they do win, you know, at the end of the day. You know, it's kind of taking that similar type of thing and just throw these, like, little, you know, more amusing moments, you know, right there. I I don't think it looks terrible. Like, I'll watch it when it comes out on Disney or whatever. Like, I want to see it. Yeah. It's not one that I'm like... whatever like i'll never oh, watch yeah. that i don't expect very much out of it other than to be entertained like you said exactly yeah i felt it was a good popcorn flick type of thing don't go in with very high expectations you know like i said there's nothing very hugely original but it's got a good cast there's there's definitely some funny parts in there and you know it it moves at a pretty quick quick pace i mean it's they said it was what just a little over an hour and a half i think or something oh, an really? hour 40 you know type wow. things so it's one of the shorter marvel films and because of that, that's, I don't think, I think that's, that's what, part of it. that, well, that helps it. I, I I'm serious. It, it really no, I does. Know. I, I know. It, it does ki- I'm just go through that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's getting all panned, you know, because it didn't make the money. Well, crap. Right. I mean, that stuff happens sometimes, but yeah. it's not that bad of a, bad of a movie. I don't think they said the movie was bad. I think people oh, said yeah. There was definitely a lot it. of people saying the movie's bad. And, and the Rotten Tomatoes score was bad. Well, it wasn't all over too the place and this I think it's just things. mediocre. So, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just mediocre. Yeah. There is to a certain point of that, I suppose. But I thought it was... I mean, it's definitely better than Captain Marvel. Why do you think nobody one went to go see it? Better ones. What's that? Why don't you think anybody went to go see it? Believe it literally it or, is making less money than The Flash. Believe it or not, I think some of it is advertising type things. I think that writer strike type stuff where they had all these people that weren't making the rounds on shows and things of that nature, I do believe hurt some of that. I can't Sorry, I can't it. have hurt it that bad though, right? Like, surely that takes a chunk, right? Okay, so between that and I also think that Marvel's or Disney's strategy of trying to tie things in with their... Disney Plus TV shows, I don't think is a very good idea. I think that hurts it. I think they're oversaturating, right? There's a little bit of oversaturating, a little bit of the thing of people are like, I, don't think- I, can't, I can't go see this because I know how intertwined the Marvel Universe is and I haven't watched Miss Marvel or WandaVerse or any of these other type of things, so I'm not going to go do it. Back when people could sit there and go, oh, I'm watching a, you know, a maximum of three movies a year, you know, I can keep up with this type thing. Now that you, to your point of the oversaturation and not even oversaturation, but now the funneling to saying, I've got to go over here to do this to make sure I can keep into the interconnection, I think blows some people off. And I think it's a bigger percentage than Marvel or Disney realized. But I do believe that there is a certain lack of the, the advertising as well. I think those two things combined have really hurt them, as well as the quality hasn't even been as high you know, in general. I mean, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 
you know, out of all this type of stuff in this next, this phase, it just, they haven't really had a, a big, real heavy hitter. Yeah, nothing has really hit well. Especially when it comes to a lot of their, what, more original characters or something like that. I think too many mediocre movies in a row, people are just like, eh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Could be. Well, and I think part of the problem, like, I read something, I don't know, Facebook or online or something where somebody was talking about it, and they were like, they they brought out all the, they've already brought out, like, all the well-known, all the big names, like Captain America. Well, Tony to Star- I don't buy that, point. though, because nobody knew who either. Iron Man was until that movie came out. I know. Yeah. Like, if you I mean, ask, like, a person on the street who Iron Man was like, I don't know that character. I don't think a whole lot of them knew Thor. Hell, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck Thor, besides him being a Norse god, was. Right. Yeah, I don't think people knew those characters. Maybe Captain um, America. Well, like I said, yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I think, I think the advertising hurt it a little bit. I don't know how much, but I think it did hurt it. But I also think that it just there, like Drew said too. Part of it is probably that they've had some mediocre movies, and people just aren't as jazzed to see the next one. I think it's everything that you guys have said. Yeah. I mean, I think if they came out with a great freaking movie that was a superhero movie, a Marvel movie of a brand new character or whatever that was done well, like Iron Man or whatever, like if they did a freaking Howard the Duck, everybody knows who Howard the Duck is because of whatever, but I mean, just take whatever, some no-name character, and they made a freaking movie of it. If it was done well, and it was well-received... Yep. The word of mouth and advertising and all that, I think it was, I think they're, they're just, they've been dragging it out. They did a great, so great of a job with that whole, whatever, 10 year thing leading up yeah. to, leading up to the infinity end game and, end game and all that, that once it ended. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's hard to and start it back you up. You know, Drew said that, what, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, four years ago. How did they follow that up? How did right. they do it? And I, I do think that a couple of things did not work in their favor. One being the pandemic, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Type things know. which really screwed things up, and these these other wider writer strike, uh, you know, actor strikes, all this type of thing have kept throwing crimps into it. I think the whole Disney Plus thing yeah. and their idea of trying to yeah. get people into the serialized type stuff that hurt them. I mean, basically. You were trying to do a little bit of a reboot at the same time that you tried to throw in all these other changes as well and just life changes that happened in yeah. general. And it just effed with them to a point that it's made it a bit of a, a clusterfuck. Yeah. They made plenty of strategic moves badly. Yeah. They made plenty of bad strategic moves, but they also had some bad luck with the pandemic. Very true. And Very true. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, it's, it's bad. But we'll see what happens. I watched Blue Beetle as well. So yeah, I went over to the DC side. Is that good? Uh, no. No. Um, it's... It's on Max. I've been debating watching it. I just so haven't yet. I'm not as much of a fan as some other people were I've talked to. It's it, Here again, it's another one that's a, a popcorn flick yeah. type of thing. Oh, I expect nothing um, of it. I expect it to be the, terrible. But the, I thought Scott would be like, oh, it was a fun movie. The I lead. Laughed. The lead character... <laughs> It, it almost feels like these mediocre Marvel films. Right. It really does. It's uh, what we were just talking about. It's 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 funny. The lead characters is is very good. Um, 
Really? He is. I can't imagine they that to do. Is it the Karate Kid? It's the Karate Kid from from Cobra Kai. From Cobra Kai. How could he not be good? He he is amusing. He he's got it. He has got a certain it factor. Believe it or not. Yeah, I know. He is very likable. He is entertaining to watch. I am totally serious. Oh, I'm like Cobra Kai was bad TV, dude. It is bad TV. No, it was bad acting all the way through. There was not a good actor. Not Cobra even Billy so Zabka. Not Cobra even. Is so good. Not Cobra even. Kai is really not good, but it's, so it's good, good, but it's bad. No, it's not even bad. It's just good. But anyway, the lead the lead character <laughs> honestly does a really good job, you know, and things. But that's the thing, though, is it almost it feels a it's got the B movie feel, you know, type things. There's not, that should play into. I mean, everything it its charm. everything that happens in this movie. You know is going to happen before it happens. Not me. It really feels like it really feels like even dumb people can figure this. It, it's it really feels like they didn't do anything unique with the plot. You know, you know from the beginning who's going to do what and almost how this thing's going to end. You know, in a lot. Um, the one thing that they do a little differently is because of the fact that it is a bit more of a Hispanic-led film. You know, and things they really bring. The family into it. Oh you my know, god! Is this like stuff. Fast and the Furious. It's I, it could go that way. I could definitely see it, believe it or not. But I mean, <laughs> they every time they say family, you take a drink. La almost la familia. You almost oh need god. to. But but that's the it's thing so. is that you find that his his entire family really backs him as that. Guy. So he was, dude. So a and I can't ever say this without being a jackass, a racist, a racist <laughs> just mm-hmm. somebody who, but. I didn't like that. I, my Blue Beetle is Ted Cord, and I don't even and, like Blue Beetle. And they do like. Me. I'm not even the biggest Blue Beetle fan, <laughs> but the Blue Beetle that I grew up with, it I know, and I know that they bring him in they or whatever. Do. They reference but to it. I want. Dude, I, I want, want Blue my Blue Beetle, Beetle Booster Gold movie is what right, I want. I want my Blue Beetle to be Ted Cord. Like, I'd be excited. But then about after, that. as I say that out loud, I'm like, oh, that's what we need is another rich white dude <laughs> in as a lead character Characters. in a movie. But yeah. come on, a, a Ted Cord Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie would kill. Yes, and they could do the funny, <laughs> but. Justice League, you're, the Justice League International with so, Ty Gardner, bro, right, and he could do all that. So I didn't glass. read any Blue Beetle, and I know nothing about it, but why couldn't they have had Ted Kord as a Hispanic? Could because they have Ted done that? Ted Kord's not Hispanic. <laughs> but no, no, no. But, but why, why couldn't you have had a Hispanic rich, I, rich guy I, I, I understand. That matter, yes, you, you know? could have. Why did and, it have to be a white guy? I mean, could it could have somebody else yeah. of just a different ethnicity yeah, it or whatever have. been So, so the thing is... When Marvel and DC were trying to figure everything out, they were both j- just creating new characters, all genders, gender swapping, new new races, whatever. And Blue Beetle was a freaking was Hispanic. I didn't. I bought the first few issues of that. I didn't like it. Just I just didn't like the character. I didn't yeah. like the story. Same with um, Ghost Rider. When they redid Ghost Rider, when he had the car, and yeah. it was a different character, sure. I didn't like that character. I didn't like that iteration of Ghost Rider. There's probably nine people to the one of me that like that character because this is their Blue Beetle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. But for me, I just, I didn't, I didn't, never got excited about that version of Blue Beetle. And to well, be fair, I've never bought a Blue Beetle book. I read your Justice League. 
I guess just a little bit. Well, and that's what I'm but, saying. But here's I don't I have too. a Blue Beetle run. But, but, like, I have exactly. a few comics here and there. Blue Beetle. But, but I, mean, <laughs> I guess I see your point, though, too. You know, I, And just where right. I go is, is that not only do they have to do this, they have to put the guy as being Hispanic or black or whoever, what type things. But then they go, and I understand why they do this, but I don't know if they always need to. But then they go and go, oh, if I'm going to make it a black guy or a Hispanic guy, you know, okay, the black guy's got to come from the hood and be in this just, you right. know, out there from they wherever. Stereotype. That's right. They throw they him into the stereotypes. stereotype when Here they're again, to lean into this, stuff this and, is, and they stereotype This Hispanic it. guy is in this little bitty house with a family, you know, of a bunch people of people, the, bro- the uncle and, the you know, the grandma and everybody else are living together, you know, in this little bitty house that they can barely pay for, you know, type things. And he's down and out and trying to do what he can, you know, type things. So, I mean, but you're right. You down done it. Do you need to fall into those stereotypical traps? Why couldn't you have just said, "Hey, what this this story like that, that was this story that was back here was a white guy, you know, that was really rich and it was really good. Why don't we just put a different? Why don't we? Why can't this be a black guy? Or right. why can't this be an well, the, Asian guy or whatever be fair, else? Fair. The Blue so, Beetle reboot with the Hispanic guy. It was nothing like because the old Blue Beetle was like. Ted Cord or whatever. He was a rich white guy. Kind of like Iron Man, you know, had all these gadgets and stuff. Right. Well, the new Blue Beetle is more like like a Peter Parker thing. Isn't the, like the suit like alien? Yeah. And it's like, oh it has God. nothing to do with Blue Beetle. No. They just, pack, they just right. slap Blue Beetle on right. it. Made, You're right. And made Peter Parker teenager dude with and, an alien suit. And yeah. I'm like, right. And, and to be honest with you, when I watched the trailers, it looked like DC remade fucking Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. With a Blue Beetle suit. With a Blue Beetle suit. Because he even has the... I mean, like, he has the spider armor, and this is, like, spider <laughs> it armor. It does look like... I mean... It, it does look like Iron Spider like, in some like way. Like you said, when yeah. I watched the trailer, I'm like, this is Spider-Man. Like, this is Spider-Man DC with a Blue, blue yeah. Beetle blue, suit. Blue Beetle it's suit. It's the same yeah. freaking movie. And it's the same you character. could definitely feel that out. And I think that's... the. There again, I think that's the problem with Blue Beetle in general with the movie. Like I said, it's it's inter- oh, the movie, okay. It's it's entertaining, you know, type things, but it does not feel original at all, no. you know, type stuff. And for me, it came across then a bit boring right. because of it. Uh, you know, I don't want to take too much away from it, but it just felt like wow, right. let's throw a Hispanic guy in. A stereotypical world, and we'll follow these certain plot points that we do every freaking time, you know, type things, and have you know some kind of a little bit of overtop acting, and it just felt kind of B movie ish to me, you know. I want to go back to this for a second. So, okay, so you're making a Blue Beetle movie, all right. Now, if you're going to make a movie, you want to appeal to the widest base possible, right? So, you want to really get the Blue Beetle fans. Now, I'm not a Blue Beetle fan. But I'm peripherally aware of the character. I've read enough DC comics to know who the character is and have a little bit of a sense of him, right? So if you're going to make a Blue Beetle movie, that character was around for 30, 40 years, right? This new guy's only been around for 5, 10. He's been around longer than that because he was a Charlton character. I'm talking about the new Blue Beetle. But the new Blue Beetle. Correct, okay. But the DC iteration of him was like 30, 40 years, whatever. Yeah, 80. So that's going to have way more people who are familiar with that. And so why wouldn't you make your blue beetle movie about that character, which has more exposure, more people are aware of it. You're going to get more people excited about it. You know, then this new, then this new blue beetle that hardly anybody even remembers. So if I'm making a blue beetle movie and I want to make money and I want to appeal to the widest, broadest audience, 
that is a horrible decision yes, if you want to make not, money. It's not about making money. It's now, it is about well, making it is about money because they no, lost money. It should be, but add, in today's I'm sure world, the stockholders think it's about making no, money. I is. own AT&T it stock. Is. They don't, it's about making money. They're, but but they're trying to – it's about making money and trying to avoid the bad publicity. Is what a lot of it is. Yeah, but nobody's gonna care if you make a Blue Beetle movie about a white dude. Sure, they are. Look at what's happened with all these freaking other type things. You know, Marvel so white and whatever else. You know, DC was trying to be proactive <laughs> on some of it and hopefully trying you know, to get some good press. They made with a Shazam it. movie with a white dude. Why can't they make a Blue Beetle so, movie with a white? You dude? You know, it is so weird. It's like that time, like the '60s. There literally were no black comic book characters. Yeah. I mean, they, there were a couple here and there. There were literally, they were all white people, right? Yeah. And so, like, I didn't know who this Rensburg, Raven, whatever the hell her name is, that yeah. Rabona Rensburg. Yeah. Like, I didn't know who she was. So I, like, Google it, you know, a little bit. And I'm like, she appeared in, like, her first appearance was, like, this Avengers 16. And she's some <laughs> white chick you know, and like on tv but but I, no i don't have a problem with it what i'm saying is they have to like i don't have a problem with that especially with with any characters do whatever you want i don't i don't care but it just it struck me as how like it was all white people back in the oh, 60s. Absolutely, absolutely. All those black characters. Panther, Jack was like, I'm making Black Panther. It's only right. black. And no, no, no. Like, I understand. Do but that. even Black He's Panther, like, that's, one, that's one character. I know, yeah. but I'm saying that was innovative at the time. Like, yes. Jack Kirby had to fight oh, yeah, absolutely. to make that book because right. they were like, you can't make a black superhero. And he's yeah. like, no, I can Right, and, but and I mean, so he had to do some of that. But I mean, I think for trying to show, to your point, trying to show some of that, especially three in middle-aged white guys. Well, true, about but but that character, that character. I'm just justice. saying, if you want to make but, money with a Blue Beetle movie, but I, that character in Loki, look at that. At least they didn't try to do something and go, oh wow, well let's see what her backstory is. Oh look, she came from the hood or whatever else and had an abusive boyfriend right. or whatever the heck no, else no, no, no. and trying to fall into some no, stereotypical type of thing. About At least in I'm this case, it just surprised. seemed like it was almost like, hey, we're going to mix it up there, try to have some diversity in our cast. Maybe she 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 did a fine job in the role, so hopefully she well, well earned Ravonna it. Ravonna so, in Loki. In Loki. Oh, she was one of Loki. Did right. you watch the first season? Nope. Yeah, okay. so you no, wouldn't know no who we're talking yeah. about. I watched the But they basically have a character in there that is okay. from the comic books, but she's played by a black actress, and she was a white girl in uh, the comics. Okay. You know, type thing. No, I'm but fine with the it, thing too. Was, it was, just, it was it very well. You know, I'd rather they make a Blue so. Beetle movie, like Scott said, with the normal Blue Beetle, like rich dude, and made him Hispanic. That would have been much better. Right. I would exactly. Totally, would, and yeah. I guess I that's where I'm going. With that. That's where I'm going with a lot of booster If you're going to try to diversify the cast, do that type of things with the good stories that you had rather than trying to say if all that corporations good, are evil if if the, all the if, if disney is the evil empire and all this other crap like i mean i'm i'm gonna be that guy that says it because nobody listens to our podcast anyway so it doesn't matter but like there's a lot of hispanic people that live in the united states yeah that's a big market to try to do a family hispanic oh, yeah. movie absolutely i get where they were coming from they're like well we'll try this because they might have thought, hey, if we do the Hispanic version and it's family and this and that, like we're going to get more. I'm sure that's how they sold it. Then a white, but rich the Hispanic millionaire. people didn't. Let's see. So it didn't work. 
But right. they tried I don't it. think those people like... Uh, those people. I don't think Hispanic people like being pandered to like that. I don't... Dude. I don't either. But there are a lot of people that do. Because they're all online and they all complain about everything. Yeah, and it's usually the, the white people that are complaining. They usually not the, do. Not the black people or the Hispanic people or the people that it's about. It's the white people. There was a thing on... I know you guys don't watch it. Big Brother. There was a guy that got kicked off. He was a white guy. And he was talking to a black... He, there was well, they one, can't kick off the black guy. No, they kicked the white guy out because he dropped the N-bomb. He I was know. Talking, he was talking the to, the, to the black guy. And he, he was just in casual conversation. He's like, yeah, N-word. Like that. You know what I mean? And there were like two white people in there. And the both the white people were like, oh my God. And they got up and left. And the black guy is still sitting there talking to him. Like it didn't even fucking phase him. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, but then everybody got big, you know, the TV got and like, oh, you can't say that. That's against our code of ethics and blah, blah, blah. So you have to leave. You know what I mean? And then and you like go to find that. out. But okay, so here's the thing. Like you go there's to find. No, there's nothing. He was raised. His mom was black. I don't care. He grew up in the hood. I don't care. It is fine if he was black and the other guy was black. And that guy dropped the N-bomb to him. Like, yo, N-word. So he grew up around black people. I don't care. He was raised by a black woman. He wasn't black. He felt like he was a black enough to talk to that guy in that way. He wasn't. You can't say that word. I mean, it should be common sense at this point. But don't here's say the, that word. I, but I, here's I, don't, the, I don't care where you were raised or young out with. Bingo. You're hitting it right there, though. I don't though. care. But I, here's I, the thing. Here's he the, was so comfortable, and he just fell care. back into. I don't see, care. And he didn't say it I derogatory. With, I don't care. I'm with Don on this one. I don't I, care. I you do, don't say that and word. And all these white But that's because are like, we are white educated people. A guy that's like that from white that's probably been matter. in the you're on sure TV. It does. You're on TV and you're a white dude. It doesn't matter. You there, you're on sense. white rea- you're exactly. on Exactly. You're on reality TV. Use your brain. That they most of the people that get on reality TV are there because they don't use their brain. Well, I know. So, so what are you And they want you to act they want you to and especially with something like Big Brother where they're filming you 24 hours a day, you know, something's going to slip out of there yeah. to boot. I don't know. It won't slip out of me, man. Well, that's because you're a well, white, they, educated they guy that didn't you, grow up in the hood. Alcohol, so, they plus buy no, you full crap. of stuff. I can't imagine. If they got me full really of alcohol, drunk. my gosh, you've seen me. I cuss like a freaking sailor, and God knows what I say. Anyway, we I'd be kicked off there so off soon. I, mean, I also watched Sisu. Oh, I kind of like that. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see it? It's fun. It's fun also. It's kind of dumb, but it's strange. Towards the end, he survived the plane crash. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm with you, too. Oh, my God. The plane crash was just stupid. It did get stupid at the end. Yes. Well, it and it was stupider. gradually, it kept getting it stupider kept getting as it was going on. It was going. Yes, yes. Because the very beginning is sort of believable. Yeah. And then it gets to like, I don't know about And then you're that. still like, okay. And then, the and then you're, that, you're and then, like, oh, no. And then he straps in on that plane. And you're like, what? <laughs> no. What is he doing? No, no, no. You know? But um, I know you asked me a while ago. December 1st is That's Indiana, Friday, Indiana Jones. Jones. I know that now. Okay. Friday. When's Barbie coming out? That's what I want. <laughs> no, I'm not watching that movie, dude. It's great. You're not watching Barbie? No. Barbie is When one it comes of the, to Max? It's Why one of not? the best movies of the year. It's got to be terrible. It's not terrible. Because you're sexist. 
Yes, it is because I'm sexist. Yeah, he's not racist. We just know he's sexist. I've never seen the N-word, the C-word, whatever. It's horrible. You're a horrible person. That's right. See you next Tuesday, N-word. Wow. Well, anyway, Blue Beetle. Yeah, Watch it if you want to. Yeah. I watched Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. They made another one? I never even saw the first one. It's on Netflix. It's a cartoon, isn't it? It's on Netflix. It's animated. It's kind of got the, the... the uh what would you say the the graphic novel style i feel like almost yeah. a little bit of the animation sure. somehow amazingly enough almost everybody in the live action one came back to voice their characters in this so wow. you get in so basically the, the cheddar in word i guess that how much was miscast in the first one <laughs> well okay i never saw it so the scott pilgrim takes off is about eight episodes in a for about the first episode, it kind of follows a bit of the movie, but then it takes a weird tangent, and then everything else is pretty original throughout the rest, okay? Um, having said that, they bring back, like, Chris Evans as the skateboard dude. Uh, they got Brie Larson in there as uh, and stuff. He has no so, I have no idea. But they, I know they bring, these people. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they were in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Brie Larson was in Scott Pilgrim as Chris Evans was. Uh, Brandon Ruth, Roth, whatever his name was. Oh, wow. That, that the streams. One of those. Marvel yeah, exactly. And Marvel and DC. It, Scott Pilgrim isn't either. Um, I know, but they crossed the they stream crossed of them. actors. They weren't in those movies at that time. Yeah, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Michael Sierra. Um, you know, you got, uh, what's her name? Uh, whoever plays Ramona Flowers. It's like something Wanstad or something. Mary Elizabeth Wanstad or something weird. Or Wanstad, but... Uh, there's also, golly, there's somebody else, Anna Kendrick, you know, so, uh, they got all of them and somehow they all came back to do the voices for this freaking show. And yeah, it, it's pretty money. good. It, it feels Not somehow it, it's it like an hour to whatever. record their voices. I guess you're probably they, they right. They come into a sound booth, takes a day, they get paid. I'm still, grand. still surprised that they're they got them all to come back, you know, and things. They get 50% of Would you go somewhere for a day for 100 grand? Probably. To, right, but they give 50% up to the government, and then they got to give 10% to health care, and then they got to give 10% to their agent. We don't have health And they walk care. away with like $10,000. We don't have health care in this country. I'm just saying. Dude. There you go. But People it's make a lot of money. They lose a lot of it too. Yep, they it's, don't it, get all of it. It's worth it's like your paycheck. It sounds like Drew would not like it because Drew wouldn't like it because it's animated. But you, you'd like it. So. Hey, speaking okay, of dude. animated and Amazon, don't no. Speaking of Amazon and animated, did Invincible two season, season two, two has started? It started. There's okay. four episodes in. Somebody told me. That so it did. so somebody far. told me. A guy yeah. at work told me. It's it's wow. good. It's continuing. The season it's really continuing the it. goodness that Drew refuses to watch. Oh, and then one of the best animated shows on TV ever, and he refuses to I watch it. That. Another guy that oh, refuses no, is, that I work with that, that refuses to watch like superhero movies. Like he won't watch them at all. And it's like, even worse than animated. He came in. No, no, no. He came in and he has a kid. Uh, Park. Parker's age. Don't let the kid watch it. Oh, Parker's age. Yeah, same kid. Twenty-two. He has he has a son that's Parker's age. Yeah, they were born a kid. at the same time. It's Whatever. Parker's still my kid. I call him. He's my not kid. a kid though. Okay. You said he had a kid. Yeah, he has a kid. No, he has a son. He has a son who used. To, anyway, I'm with you. I'm he came in you. and he was like, I'm just with you. He came in stuff. Monday morning. Go for it. And he was like, my wife bought bought Hunter. Three comic books, and they were $60 a piece. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, Invincible. And I'm like, Invincible? I'm like, Like were they they thick? 
And he's like, yeah. I said, were they soft cover? And he's yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so those are compendiums. And he goes, what? Com- what? He's like, what word did you say? Well, well, if you buy one, it's not trade. You get it for about 40 bucks. Exactly. So he bought, I go, where did you buy him? And he, his wife bought the first one. And then she was going to order the other two. And I, she bought it on Amazon. So I got on my phone. I went to Amazon. And it was like 60 retail. It was like $58. Yeah. I go to in stock trades. It's 45% off. Mm-hmm. It's like $35. Dollars. And they had all three of them. And free shipping if you spend 50 bucks. Hey, no. There you go. So he goes, he's like, what? He's like, I'm calling my wife. It's like he calls his wife. It's like she's on speakerphone, on the phone. I'm like, go to this place called In Stock Trades, search, type in, and I go compendium. And she's like, what? And I'm like, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-I-U-M, compendium. I was like, right there, all three of them, $35 each. She's like, oh, my God, that's almost half off. Exactly. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> They were like, oh, thank you so much. Amazon used to have, like, <laughs> discounts on books. Yeah, I know. I don't anymore. It's it's not very much. No. <laughs> like, it used to be any book on Amazon was, like, 30% off, right? Yes, at least. Not anymore. Yeah. So, anyway, it was funny. We were talking about Invincible. That reminded me. Yeah. yeah. I saved them, like, 90 bucks. All right. Are we done talking about TV shows and stuff? Uh, just real quick, a couple oh, of others. Um, yeah, I told you. I got to watch stuff. Uh, no hard feelings. I took up a lot of time. I watched that. I watched No Hard Feelings. It was pretty funny. That's it was pretty good. good. What's her what name is, is really good. Uh, it's a comedy. What? Um, <laughs> it's a comedy with Jennifer Lawrence in it. It's kind of good, the raunchy comedy type, like you know, uh, something about Mary or. Didn't uh, that nude scene look funny? So, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it looked funny. Wow, that's weird. It almost looked like CGI or something. Mm, but then so. it did to me but then it turned out it wasn't so yeah. it was AI it wasn't either of those it wasn't either of those but no I, I had no problem with that it was a bodysuit it wasn't it was not she's in all her glory there for you so but yeah I don't know it's funny it's uh, pretty decent I, yeah it's decent it actually had a good uh, just kind of got that kind of good message. heart too yeah could you ever think like Maneater could be that like moving or like emotional you have to play that you're like wow this song is like really hitting you in the feels you it's know got like a right? loud lizard feel of man eater or something like did that did it kind of hit you in the feels and you're like i don't know if it really hit. Um, no, no it didn't no, really hit me in the feels i was just laughing i guess because, you weren't into because it. that well i was like listening and i'm going the words that he's singing I think, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just trying to sing along and go, oh, crap, this is Van Eater. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm going with it. And I'm I going, that yeah, that she definitely is, I mean, in this show. So, yeah, yeah I thought it was funny. But, yeah, it's pretty good. What's that on? Netflix. It's on Netflix as well, yeah. What's and then I, it's called No, no Hard, Hard feelings. feelings. The basic premise is she's like this 30-year-old lady and uh, these people hire her to date their 18 year old son to oh, bring yeah, him out yeah, of yeah. date him date him hard date him hard <laughs> we talked about this we, we did. did a little bit when yeah when i think the last one we after you watched it yeah he watched it because you sold it so well i think he's probably i was gonna it watch it anyway as joiner for lawrence it like came out in the theaters so, it was a fairly yeah. moderate hit yeah hmm. i just so, don't go see comedies in theaters so did barbie so that was a huge hit blue beetle was not a hit no Oppenheimer, it was a huge hit. 
Yeah, when's that coming flick. to streaming? Um, Probably never. It's coming very. Never. I think it's coming very soon. Why would it they, come never? They're starting the digital buy. You can buy things. it digitally. You mean yeah. stream like on a service? No, I want it on a service that right. I pay for already to watch. Yeah, I think it's. I, I'm pay. almost. Christopher Nolan is not a fan of that. I I think it's. He wants you to buy the Blu-ray. I wouldn't be surprised if it hits before. <laughs> Dude, I have a Blu-ray hooked up to my. Who owns anymore. it? <sighs> It's God. not H. It's not HBO Max because he was, he broke it? away from them because they jacked that, him on Tenet, huh. didn't they? Okay. Is that Napoleon? So mad at that Napoleon's made by Apple. Yeah. Is it really? It doesn't yeah. surprise me. No. I watched a trailer on Apple TV and it said Apple Films, Universal Studios. Uh, Universal. So it should Hyper, come to Paramount, so. then, right? And it said Apple Studios or an Apple movie. Look up Napoleon. Uh, right now, I'm still looking for a digital. <laughs> only look up one <laughs> I know Killers of the Flower Moon is Apple. Are you sure you're not getting confused with that? No, that was on there too. Okay. I watched the trailer for Napoleon. Yeah, and it Apple said Apple Maybe Films. Apple did make it. That surprises me. I didn't think they did. Cool. All right. Any more go backs on films and TV shows? Uh, not Going for me. once. I spent a lot of time. Going so twice. I, I don't believe I got anything else. All right. Comic books. Are we actually reading comic books? I read a ton. Oh, great. An S ton. And I'm going to talk about every single one. Oh, I'm so I bet you're going to read it too. In, maybe even, aren't you? In detail. All right, let's go. Start distributed by right. Apple TV and Columbia Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this first. Superman Space Age. Do you even like Mike Allred? I do. Okay. This is one of the best books I've read all year long. I don't even recognize the writer. I don't either. But he knows how to write a freaking Superman story. So I should read I it. I will tell you that. You should read that. I, I don't like, like Superman. I don't. And I'm not a Superman. Superman. I don't hate Who him, likes, but I'm not a fan of Superman. Who likes Superman? Is anyway. that good? It, I really, really it like it. Like okay, so to read. Here's the, here's the rub. Here's like the Mike hook. Allred. Here's the shtick. Well, don't spoil it. Oh. Just okay. Kidding. Go ahead. Hit, no, go ahead. No, go for it. So... It starts out in, it's called the Space Age, so it starts like in the 60s. Okay. When Superman is like in, uh, Superman is Clark in the 60s, whatever, he comes to Metropolis. Metropolis. Well, when he gets to Metropolis, he's like at this bar sitting, or he runs into this guy. I think Superman would go to a bar. Named, he does. He goes to this bar all the time in here, but he drinks milk. Oh, he marries Lois Lane. And Lois has drinks. Yeah. And Clark, Clark drinks milk. Um, He meets this guy called... Pariah, who tells him that the world's gonna end. That in just like seems like right there. 30, I'd say in uh-uh. twenty years. Is that crisis on infinite. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and so he knows, like twenty five years from now, that the Earth is doomed in nineteen eighty five. Nice. And so, and what I really, really liked about this book was it really the nostalgia did a factors. good job. No, it did a really good job of like if Superman was a real person. And he had all that responsibility. Like, it really weighs into the responsibility factor of, like, Pa Kent telling him, you know, you have to figure out how to help these people and make this world better. Hmm. You don't you don't take over this world. Like, you don't interfere unless you have to. You know what I mean? Like, right. And so it's that internal struggle with him where how do I save them but don't rule them right. kind of thing. Like, it's that whole moral, ethical struggle or whatever and it's all kind of based around, you know, as it progresses and it ends up, you know, going to 
crisis in 1985 where he knows that the world's going to end. So, like, how can he try to save the world if he knows that it's going to end? You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like, I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought it was really well done. It was very interesting. It is a little bit wordy, but, man, I was like, I just wanted to... You're just slapping that I stuff up. You're rip, like, more words. Rip through it. I, I want more like, I want words. more of this, more of this, more of this. I thought it was really good. The all-red artwork is a bonus, and I thought the story was, was good. Cool. Probably one of my favorite Superman stories. Let's not say much. Well, I mean, you know, it isn't. It's true. But I really liked it. Cool. All right, I'll give it a try. You're There's been some it? good Superman stories. Oh, there have. But Birthright I mean, was good. Uh, Superman for All Seasons was good. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, I um, think this stands with them. Cool. Or maybe even liked it better. It's been a while since I've read yeah, Birthright right. or was, Superman yeah. for All Seasons. But what was the one with uh, Frank Quietly Art? Oh, uh, All-Star Superman. All-Star You're Superman. not going to beat that. That was, well, but we were talking about good Superman stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the best. That's Superman one of them. That's, that's really good. I agree. I'm agreeing with you. Sorry. I just, okay. did, I just did it in a weird way. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I was totally agreeing. I, with I was just trying to add to the conversation. Yeah, that's no, time. that's like the job. best God, Superman This is probably story. stay away. Best <laughs> Superman. This is number two. Uh, I know. I probably hyped it up too much and oversold it. Now you're going to hate it. No, it might be good. All right. I like those kind of uh, av, uh, out of continuity kind of cool stuff. But it is. It's sort of in continuity kind of. It's not in continuity. <laughs> so what do you think of Blood Force drama? You just want me to run through everything already and then I'll just sit around and listen to you guys? <laughs> Actually, I think... So I bought a couple of these issues from Jake. Yeah. But I don't know that I ever sat down and read... Because this is the first four. How many are out? Six, seven? Six I think like s- 24 or something. There's not 24. <laughs> I think I'm waiting on seven. Seven? Okay. Are you Maybe that far? Six. Okay. I think I've only got four. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah. it was. I, it's not that I I don't like Jake Smith art or his story. God, his art is great. It was just that like, I thought eventually they would collect it, and I thought it would just be easier to get a trade. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Plus, I don't see him that. I don't see him at every show. He's not at every show, so it's hard to keep him. I don't necessarily. Want it's hard to know if he's going to be at a show, right? <laughs> but I mean, it was fine. It's fun. The art's cool. The story is is fine. Um, it wasn't anything like like the greatest thing ever. You know? What yeah, I mean? it's just but, fun. But it's fun. It's fun. It is fun, and I do like the way, like at the end, and he is where, so good with drawing action i feel like you know type stuff oh god and i mean you can tell like he's a huge video game like in yes the back, in the back with the he he really they do the plugs into that nostalgia factor and, you know and things. it's all retro and all that yeah. stuff. because i know that i i backed him on kickstarter um on one of the issues and i did the, the he did a vhs videotape mm-hmm. And I have the VHS video. I got the VHS video. Yeah, I bought the VHS. I need to look up a VHS and actually play it so it's on it. But yeah, so I mean, I I this goes right into that. Like I love the the retro stuff. I love the way that they embrace it. And yeah, it's fun. I mean, (laughs) I like the uh, what is it, Lightning Jones or whatever, like the the karate, the the Bruce Lee slash you know, what would you say, almost like seventies Harlem or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I like him. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. The the Libra guy or whatever. 
it's annoying that he talks in Spanish, so I don't know what he's saying most of the time. So I just don't guess it's hard. The little though, devil but... demon things. Yeah, the little devil demon things yeah. that come in and rip all your limbs <laughs> off. Yeah, the Skeletor-looking guy that at the beginning or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I wish the shark guy didn't get killed so fast because I liked him. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's good. I like the trade, man. The trade is like raised. It's like the front Ooh. and the back. Like it's his glasses or like it's got, it's called a spot UV. Yeah, it's spotted spot UV. Yeah, it's cool. You gonna do that on yours? No. What? So it's a good it's a good presentation. No. <laughs> and it's a good book. It's it's fun. It is fun, yeah, for what it is there and stuff. Is he still making it then? Yeah, I think he got distracted I by think that he Godzilla. Well, that's sure what I did, think. But, I think that actually having a real paying gig here probably distracted him. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's still, he's got, I think, issue seven funded on Kickstarter, and then he's going to um, finish that up and then get that done after the Godzilla book, and then he'll gotcha. to keep at it. But yeah, I'm sure he's got to Is the Godzilla by. book like a five-issue, six-issue? I think it's five-issue. Mini-series or something? I think it's a five-issue. They couldn't have picked somebody better, though, for that. I mean, he is so into that kind of monster-type things, uh -huh. and uh, yeah, his art with that is great. I love original art for that page. Do you? Nice. That's a good page. That's cool. Are you gonna read that too? What? Your the blood you took it's not mine. No, it's mine. No, it's oh. his. Do I give you mine? No, I I, I oh, own the comp. I own the individual <laughs> issues. I thought I gave you mine to read because you're like, oh, I need, no, I, I need, bought it. I don't want to read the issues, so I'm gonna. No, I bought it. I can't keep track. Okay, cool. Wow. I bought it because I want to read it, and I didn't want to read the nice. issues. Nice. Sounds good, man. Yep. Nice. So what do you think of Sergeant Rock? Somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four things plus our Scott. Mm. I think I mostly have tag team. I gave him a cup, the couple things I read. Oh, we can't talk about Berserk. I read. Did you talk about Berserk? Berserk. I'll read Why it, can't you talk about, about Berserk? Because you guys not read it yet. I read I like uh, Gotham City Year One. Yeah. Yeah. Don refuses to read that. I don't refuse to read it. Oh, I'm going to wait to see what Scott says. Okay, we'll see what Scott says. Oh, that's awful. No, I'm kidding. It, it's, uh, it was awful except for the art. Doesn't it feel oh, like it didn't need to be the a art Batman is book? so good. And I, you know, I really feel like Hester with this is just fantastic because it's got this whole kind of detective noir type of, you know, feel through it. And the way that he does shading and everything in it is just excellent with it. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't know that it needed to be a Batman book. And it's like they feel like a, they need to throw Batman in, you know, in a couple scenes. And, in fact, that took me out, out of the, the story. story. Yeah. There's that one page, especially early on, where I was like, what the fuck's happening? What, <laughs> why is why did they do that? Yeah, why, why, did they, why did they do this? Oh, you know, and then I realized it later on. Oh, he's narrating to Batman. Well, that wasn't very well, you know, <laughs> flowed. But, um you know, you're right. The, the, for the most part, there is. And, and even Batman, almost at the end, feels that way. He's like, so why the fuck are you telling me this? You know, I mean, it's just kind of like... <laughs> why am I in this book? Why am I in this book? Exactly. I mean, that's almost the feel, you know. And he's just like, I had to tell somebody, you know, or something. But, uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's 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 good. It's kind of... It almost has like a Brubaker feel to me, you know, in some ways. Yeah. You know, because I it's got that. that kind of tragic, you know, feel with it a little bit, you know. Yeah. And... You know, the, the lead character has got some flaws and, yeah. you know, he he doesn't really exactly win per se, you know, throughout this either, you know, in a lot of ways. So um, it, it's Tom King. So 
I, you said something where you didn't feel it was that wordy. I don't know. No, I thought it was very wordy. God, I, I would agree. It and, just I, and I feel, feel like, like a lot of Tom King lot. stuff, I think of all Tom King stuff that I've read, I think this was the most mediocre of his writing that I've read. Mm, like, okay. I mostly read his, like, one-and-done projects like Mr. Miracle and uh, the Smallwood book, uh, Human Target. Human Target. And yeah. then I read Vision and Wanda, whatever that was, and I read... Well, there's that other one that he had, too. Uh, Strange Adventures, one with Adam Strange. Yeah, because like, that was I felt, the one where we debated yeah, it. Those are all, I thought, better than this as far as, like, story-wise and See, just I better think I almost like this one better than the Strange Adventures. Yeah, one, that's but, fair. Um, but... Uh, but I felt like this story was pretty straightforward. But you know I, I mean? think, and there I think that may be, uh, not, not to mean to cut you off, but I don't know the straightforwardness, but I, I think the genre of it, I think I liked better in general. Oh, that could be, yeah. And, and therefore, I think I, that's why I liked it. But that, you're right, it does have a little certain, I mean, it falls into... That's freaking amazing, the Greg Smallwood Oh, yeah. Variant cover. They have a gallery of the variant covers. Yeah, there's a great small one. Oh, absolutely. One. Small one kicks ass, <laughs> as often it does. But you are right. It does fall into some of those typical traps, I think, of some yeah. things. I don't know, though. They still have me even guessing in some places. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, I think it would have been um, better if it wasn't so wordy, like if it had moved a little faster. Because there was a lot of, like... Because he really tried to do this whole metaphor of, like, the city, you know, and be, and it's like, dude, yeah. just tell your story. We don't need this metaphor about why Gotham is the way it is. It is. Yes. Because this... There used thing to be would, hardly any crime. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah. I just felt like that was just kind of crammed down your throat. And yeah. it's like, dude, I don't even care about Gotham. Just tell, I would agree. Just and, and tell your... Again, it was another one of those places See, where it almost pulled me you off. out of the story yeah. a little bit. That's Correct. what threw me off. Like, when this book came out, like, like I what was going to buy it. Yeah. But I, the blurb I remember reading was, like, the origin of Gotham City. Yeah. Blah, blah, that blah. That sounds like the and most I'm boring just, thing right, in the world. Right, exactly. And I'm like, Phil Hester is drawing it, but I don't want to read a book about... The origin of Gotham, origin of Gotham City. Like, sounds almost sounds, like an encyclopedia. It sounds terrible. <laughs> and so that's why I didn't buy this. Yeah. Well, um, I enjoyed it, but I definitely agree it was very wordy. And because of that, it does have a certain. It, it, it makes you go at a slower pace because of that, which in, in it's forcing uh, some of the Gotham Batman aspects into it, yeah. I feel, in some ways. If it almost would have been just a creator owned. Yeah, exactly. Of, let's just do a. Cool, 1950s, 50s, 60s, noir, noir, yeah. you know, ransom kidnapping thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. sell books. Bat, you know, it doesn't. Batman. Batman sells books. Yeah, that sold probably three times the amount of copies it would have sold if it had been... Absolutely. Yeah, there's Batman no doubt why yeah. they did Although, that Gotham Central, mm-hmm. like, it had Batman in it very little. It was more yeah. about the cops, and that thing didn't sell very true. well. Yeah. And that was freaking Greg Rucka and, and Brew Baker and Brew Baker and, yeah, and you know ten fifteen. That was also I a different time. That. It's also different it time. is a different time, yeah. but I love that series Gotham Central. I never read it, but I'd like to go back and check out. Some. Yeah. Anyway, sorry I didn't mean to. No, it's all good. I was done anyway. I'll give it a try. I think I talked too long about it as well. I I can talk about Monica. I want to borrow that too. Okay. Depending on this is Dan Klaus Monica. Um, wow. So it's basically the story of Monica. But anyway, Monica's 
starts with her Monica, mom. Monica, Monica. Her mom's kind of like a hippie in like the sixties, and she gets pregnant, and then Monica is her daughter that comes out of it. And her mom kind of jumps around from guy to guy, and then eventually abandons Monica on her grandparents' doorstep or whatever, and then goes off, and you never hear from her again, sort of, kind of. And nice life, kind of. So, so then there's this weird chapter in the middle, or about. A third of the way, but called the Glow Infernal. And it seems like this chapter has nothing to do with Monica, nothing to do with Monica's story. You don't even know why it's here. It's this weird kind of like EC Comics horror-like thing that's just way out of place. But then the next chapter is Monica as an adult. She's like growing up and she's in college and her grandparents who raised her, her grandfather like dies or whatever, you know. And so she goes to like, I think like their beach house or somewhere they stayed during the summer and she gets this radio and she starts hearing her grandfather's voice like through this radio. And like talking to him through the radio and stuff, and sounds like it, from, it just gets I was weird. From Jeff Lemire, but then it then it goes from that story, and then it basically follows Monica through her life to like old age or whatever. So it is kind of slice of life, but it has these weird. Dan Klaus does these weird like. It's almost like David Lynch, you know, where he just inserts these weird mm. like. Phenomena, weird, just weird, lost me on that. No. <laughs> no, I don't think you would like this. But it, it inserts this weird stuff would, like into like a slice of life story that kind of like, wow. And then, uh, you're going to read this? Yeah. The I ending like is you. like, I don't know what the hell happened. It's like, okay. this is the weirdest ending I've ever seen. Ending. Oh my God, it's something. All right. I, I like read the whole thing and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then the ending, you're like, it's like the last two panels. You're like, what? Oh, we can talk and you're about like, it. yeah. So read, read the book and read it. Let yeah. me know what you think of the ending. I will not read it, so you can spoil the shit out of it. It's pretty dense. So, like fine. it takes a I'm while to get through. But uh, yeah, I read this Superman all red thing. So oh, this is denser than that, I'm sure. I mean, it's like nine panel grid, words everywhere. That's fine. So, but I think you'll like it. It's very so many words. Have you read much Dan Klaus? No. Have you read any Dan Klaus? I don't think so. Okay. But you know who he is. I know That's who he is. Good. I know who he is because... I uh, have no idea Because he so, he's yeah, a yeah. famous, like, kind of artsy right. cartoonist guy. Now. Right. Cool. And, I mean, I know of him from, like, the Cartoonist Cape Babe and the Facebook group, and stuff course, like that. yes. So, but, yeah, if you're going to just... Didn't he do, like, 8-Ball? Is that Dan Klaus? Mm-hmm. He, he did that. He didn't go for You go, Don. I Damn. think I have read something. Because I wanted to get that... What is it? The Iron... Velvet, Velvet Glove, Glove Cast an Iron. That's, like, the first... Dan Klaus, I read. Do you have a copy of that? No, I don't. Yeah. I borrowed it from like the library in like college. And gotcha. Read it, I, I would like it. to read that. Yeah, so that's I probably good. have read one or two things. I've never read Ghost World, though, and I've never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Ghost World's not weird. It's just like this weird slice it's of life thing. There's no yeah. uh, weird stuff. But all his other stuff has weird like things. Because that has Scarlett Johansson in it, the movie, doesn't it? Yeah, in the movie, yeah. And uh, was it Thor? Uh, what's her face? Thor Birch. Thor Birch, Birch yeah. yeah. I've actually seen that. Yeah. Have you read the book? I did not read the book. So, anyway, here's what it right. is. I'm going to give it a shot. All right, give it a shot. Let me see if you can get through it. What did you read? Oh, Scott just did, did, did just do That's that. That's right. So I it's time turn you. for Sergeant right. Rock. Oh, my God. All right, so I did not buy this. Why, do you have, Why not? When it came did you out, steal it? That looks no, freaking cool. No, when it came out of the issues, I did not buy it. Oh. I passed on it. Because oh, it's versus written the by of Bruce, the dead? It, yeah, because oh. it's written by Bruce Campbell. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. And I'm like, oh, but it's Eduardo Riso on artwork. Yeah. Like, I might buy it just for Eduardo yeah. Riso. Yeah. And so then I like passed on it, and then I saw like a single issue somewhere, and I kind of flipped through it, 
and I liked the and artwork. You're like, it's Eduardo Arisso. And I'm like, it's Eduardo Arisso. And so yeah. when, when the hardcover out? came out, it came out this year. Like, I just got the hardcover. So cover. he did Moonshine, and then he did this? I guess, yeah. That's interesting. Um, Career directory. It's just as bad as I thought it was Oh, it's not good? Be. What? You would um, think Eduardo Arisso could, like, Take Bruce Campbell's crappy script and turn it into something awesome. The art's fine. Yeah, but the story is terrible. But could Edward Sarusso take that terrible story and make it good? The story is basically could have been told in like one issue, and they drag it out to like six. I mean, it's what it's Sergeant Rock and his group. Edward Sarusso is so good. Why would he agree to do a crappy story? (laughs) I do. I mean, he's so good. It's a quick read. It's a very quick read. The art is fine. I mean, the the story is not terrible. Like, it's not poorly it's written. It's just simple. It's just very simple. Like, it's 1944. The Germans are getting ready to lose the war. The scientists come up with a way to bring bring the soldiers back to fight. So we got zombies. So they have zombies. Yeah, it's called and Army so, of the Dead. Right. And so it's it's basically just Sergeant Rock and his group Fighting going zombies. in to try to fight zombies and, and kill Hitler. That's, that's all it is. I mean... Like I said, it the art's good, but this I like I didn't buy it because I knew that it would be I simple. I feel that's unfair for Bruce Campbell to get Edward Rissa to draw a story. Right? Like, How the hell does Bruce right. Campbell get Eduardo Rissa? It's just because well, he's, he's got Bruce money. Campbell. He's got money. It's I don't a, know if he's that rich. Bruce Campbell's fine. He does all those conventions. Oh, he, he's fine. I'm just saying I don't know that he's like you know. Tom Cruise rich or anything. Well, no, he's not Tom Cruise rich, but he's rich enough to hire Eduardo Riso to do a fucking comic That's book true. if he wanted to. Well, DC finance. Well, like I'm he, sure. It's not like he paid him out but of his pocket. But he could still pay him out of his pocket. Bruce Campbell probably got paid to write that crap. Oh, and yeah, they hired Eduardo Riso to draw it. Yeah, yeah. I blame DC. Right. Well, I mean, it's a good bit <laughs> for the story. Good, good, I mean, Eduardo Riso's good artwork for, like, a Yeah, well, Eduardo Riso's good artwork for anything. And, I mean, it's a very fast read if you guys are interested in reading it and just You didn't really sell it. Cool. Well, I I think I might even sell that book. Like, I might not That's even keep it. It's it's Wow. It's You're not, really not selling it's it now. Not, it's it's not like it's horribly written. Hey, let's let's okay, guys. Hold on. Can I borrow stop, this? stop for a second. Okay. Yes, you can. I'm hearing a lot of like mediocrity is fine. Like Marvel's. No, oh, no, no. it was fine. No, no, Marvel's no, no, movie not... was fine. It was fun. Blue Beetle movie was fine. It was fun. This book is fine. It was fun. No, mediocrity should not be celebrated. Ed, Eduardo Put your foot down. Art is the only good thing about that book. Oh, I agree. Cool. I'm going to buy it. I believe you. It seems like it's right up my alley. Yeah, it's bubblegum. Let's stop celebrating mediocrity. That's all I'm saying. It's bubblegum. I like mediocrity. Let's stop celebrating mediocrity. Oh, the art's not mediocre at all. Sometimes I just want to turn my brain off. I would love to like... Sometimes I just want to turn my brain off and just have a fun, good time. And that's what that is. So that's the way I, you know... But, okay, so not celebrating mediocrity. Some of it is is the fact that I don't want to recommend something that I go... I went into this and I really enjoyed it. Okay, but I can't recommend that anybody else should go see it because it's—I know mediocre. it's mediocre. Yeah. But sometimes there's just some mediocre stuff that enjoy I enjoy stuff. and yeah. it's fun and That's I fine. didn't have to think about too much. Right. And so this sounds like it falls into that camp. Absolutely. It does. You know? 
Absolutely. That's how you sell it. This is, <laughs> this is mindless. It's mediocre. Yep. It's and awesome. I think that's Go where after. I was going with some of my, some of even the other yeah. the shows that I it's, was talking about. So. I know, I'm just kidding. For oh, me, yeah. and and we all do this. Like you, if you're in a weird, if you're just not in the mood for something, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it just doesn't hit you right. Yeah. Like it's almost too basic, mind numbing. Like there's nothing to it at all. Well, I think good mediocrity, any substance. Like Scott said, good like mediocrity that's just entertaining and just fun. I think that should always hit you because it doesn't take much. It doesn't require much of you. So right. So it should be an easy thing to just absorb. But I, I read that, and I'm like, really? I'm like, there should have been... It should have been shorter, or there should have been more to it. Fair you know enough. what I mean? Fair, like, fair it just enough. felt yeah. decompressed and drug out. Yeah. It didn't need to be that long. Selling more issues. But we'll see what so, we'll see what Scott says. Oh, you know cool. I'm going to love it. Scott's going to love it. So. I think that's the best thing to say. <laughs> Great. I hope he does. <laughs> Sweet. Somebody will get some enjoyment out of it. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, is it my turn? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Should I, like, talk about the stuff that we both read? That you hated? No, I was thinking about the stuff that... Oh, I hate this place. Oh, you guys read Void Rivals? No, there's no Void Rivals. Oh, I thought... What are you uh, talking about? I thought I saw Void Rivals. That's not out yet. They just listed the trade, like... So, I read uh, Black Sad... Uh, another kind of almost detective noir, noir. type of thing going That's on. That's a new one, right? So, uh, it's yeah. It's fairly new. Like yeah, I think old. so. Right. They All Fall Down, part one. I still haven't read From mine. Dark Horse. I should. It's weird that it's only part one. Usually those things are... Written by people. some people. Written and drawn by some people. Have yeah, you read the other right. Black Sad stuff? Juan Diaz Canales? And I or asked me or Scott. Scott. So, uh, I did. I read uh, something else. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I did, I am familiar with the character and kind of the idea, and and because the art is fantastic. I mean, it's kind of what what do you call that? The anime An- anthropomorphic. It's anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. There you go. Anthrop- so yeah, it's a hard where word the for where the uh, animals kind of move like people. So human <laughs> type things. Like people. There you go. On so two feet. That's right. That's right. With but the art in this is like so fantastic. Yeah. It is just so crazy it's good. It's like watch. It's like uh, animation. Yeah, it's like what and it movie. takes place in like, what would you say? Like the 1930s, 40s type yeah, of thing. Where like it that. seems like it's almost like coming out of the Depression era or whatever in type stuff. France. So. Yeah. Next section in America. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's a little hard to tell. I would say it feels very American. Well, it's uh, America. So, What's the... Sorry. The artists go. are French. What's the... Um, the Talbot? Granville. 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 They're kind of sort of the same. Like They're not all the same. Because this one, a lot of it They're is about... They're both anthropomorphic. Yes. This one is a lot about the fact that there's... It's kind of the politicians and, you know, government versus the unions... In a lot of ways, and and trying to keep people in power in the in certain areas, right. and Black Sad is involved because he's trying to, you know, basically keep an eye out and trying to protect some people, and and as he's falling, he's falling that or he's finding that there's you know all this you know dirty business going on in the background. Did this one, the story wise, seem a lot more complex than the last ones? Um, or about from what I remember, yes. Okay. You know, type things. Like I say, the, I don't remember a lot of the last one besides the amazing the, the the artwork and the character itself. Yeah. You know, and kind of the gist of what he did. Sure. You know, type things. Whereas this one, I would agree, 
there's some points of it where for Black Sad himself and what's going through, it seems like it's a bit, you know, complex. At least there's there's a lot of moving parts going moving on. Parts, He's yeah. got his little sidekick with his little side story that's going on. That's important as you get towards the end, I guess. Yeah. But it, you, it almost kind of drew you out a little bit because of the fact that you're kind of figure, trying to figure out where is it. He's the comic relief in general. Yeah. So it was like, okay, what is he really in here for? And it sure. felt like it almost took away from what you were trying to yeah. get with the rest of the story, you know, which was trying to be a little bit more serious or trying to be almost a little bit of a mystery in its own way. Yeah. So. That's fair. But, yeah, and I felt it was a little more complex. Yeah, I, would I don't know that, that was necessarily for its strength either. Probably not. It did feel like it was pretty gabby in a lot of parts too. I mean, yeah. it's, here again, uh, there's a lot of stuff to read, and then of course. Have you ever seen page, but... Chinatown? The movie? Have I seen the one with uh, Nicholson and stuff? No, not okay. that I, I didn't. It was a little bit before my time, obviously, when it came out, sure. and I not really quite the movie connoisseur that you are. So, um, you know, I didn't. I haven't gone back to watch the classics, you know, unless I just get a wild hair up my butt or something. Don't watch so the classics. So, well, I consider I'm Chinatown in that aspect of things. Yeah. I mean, hell, I was freaking what forty some years old before I watched uh, Citizen Kane. So, oh, you know, that's true. Uh, I caught that on like TV or something when I was like in my twenties. Chinatown? Oh yeah. No, no. Citizen, oh, Citizen Kane. Kane. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, neither one of them probably could have been, because um, yeah. from perspective of things, it did that feel like Chinatown? I guess is that where you're kind of going? Yeah, it does, does feel, feel a bit. It? It's very complex. Like Chinatown was very complex. Too. Is it okay? Or it seemed to me still does. I rewatched it recently, and it still seemed very confusing, complex, whatever. So a lot of moving parts and a lot of things. People backstabbing yeah, each other. Yeah, a lot of politicians and, and a lot of different people doing different things. things. And yeah, there. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it does have that thing where I think you, it feels like some things out of either a more complex detective story or movie or something like that of the time. Yeah. But they, they try to jam it. I feel like sometimes they're trying to compress a lot of it in its own way, you know, type stuff as well to keep the story moving. And with the art that he's got to do and probably how long it takes, he's probably got to. I mean, look at some of those panels. I can't imagine how long it freaking takes with all those freaking people that are on it or whatever. Yeah. You know, characters that are involved, especially like in those park scenes and whatever else yeah. and the detail that's in there. I mean, that's got to take for freaking ever. So, I mean, in order to get a damn book out, you got to compress that story in some ways. And I almost feel like they had to do that in some ways to really just keep it going and go, yeah, okay, we're telling a, you know, Detective Noir story, we got to, you know, hit these certain beats. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I read a bunch of Monster Fun magazines. Really? Um, what for? Um, John Lucas has a strip in here. Oh! So I mostly read the John Lucas strip. I didn't read all the other strips, because some of them are... It's kind of like a kid's comic, but I wanted to read the John Lucas stuff. So I kind of mostly just read the John Lucas stuff. But there's a couple other strips which are interesting. But anyway, he does a strip called Space Invaded. And it's what? kind of like a jokey, like, two-page, two like, strip in each book. Okay. Um, and it's basically about this girl, and she's going around, like, she has a spaceship, and they're trying to... She's trying to do jobs and make money, and she has, like, a, a funny, like, robot assistant on the ship, and they get, like, a weird pet, you know, that, like, wreaks havoc in the ship, um, and just <laughs> shenanigans ensue, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like a kid, jokey type thing, but... 
it's pretty well. I mean, it's John Lucas art, which is always fun to look at. Um, and then he, he writes it as well, which is what's interesting. And so he's writing and drawing it. So it's cool. But yeah, it's only two or three pages each one. It's not quite the bang for your buck if you're just buying them for yeah, that. You were talking about how long it would take to draw something. Something like that. I could draw that in five minutes. This is like, we're going to take that one. So, yeah, Monster I Fun, okay. a Space Invader. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. I would, yeah. yeah. yeah that is pretty damn good from a big old spread. All right. I'm going to knock you guys' socks off. God, I read yeah, a I lot think of this stuff would be almost really hard, like. just as hard, if not harder. Yeah. Look at all those fucking buildings. Uh, Jesus fucking uh, you Christ. Just get some Photoshop going on there. God. So, Christ. I read uh, Once Upon a Time at the End of the World by Jason Aaron. But and... you didn't read the whole thing. No, I know. There's another third arc. There's a third arc. Yep. Why, Why the hell are you talking about, about now? Yeah, it's wait till the third Jeez. arc. Because I read the first two. It's yeah. really good. You guys will love the shit out of this. Um, Waiting for the which, hardcover. Which the third arc is going to be Dragota, I believe. Dragota. Who did arc. the first two? So some dude named Alexander Tepenyaki. Oh, I hate that guy. Um, but uh, Nick Dragota does like the... I don't care. Some of the pages. Yeah, I don't care about that. And then the second arc is Layla Del Duca. Um, it's written by Jason Aaron. This book is really good. You are going to get the hardcover. I'm sure I'll eventually get it. I'm really digging this. This is really good. So basically, the gist of the story is it's the end of the world. It's like an apocalyptic world or whatever. End like of the world. The as world. We know it. And oh, we an apocalyptic fine? world. Yeah. Imagine that. And um, so there's this girl and she is making her way through it and she stumbles upon this building and there's a guy a kid and he lives in in there and he is like he has everything like he's got everything stockpiled he's got this whole building like you know everything you could ever want and so she's like on a mission to get um because there's like a it's been a while since i read it i don't remember the fine fine details but basically the the just the story is she meets him cardstock cover. Huh? Cardstock cover. yes cardstock cover. see i told she, you she meets him <laughs> and he wants to tag along with her like he wants to lead and so they go on this journey together because they're trying to find the promised land or the garden of eden or whatever like the where they're trying to find it, south rogan and get some weed yes they're trying to find the the oasis the perfect society whatever and so they're on this trek and it ends up being like years that they're like walking and finding this and then so then like at the end of the first five issues the first arc to actually spoiler they find it and then the second arc is basically them living there, building this new society with new people that come in and, like, building that perfect uh, utopia, okay. basically. And then the third arc is going to be... <laughs> How it all falls apart. Where it all falls apart again, basically. But it's really good. It's really well done. It's really well written. The The art's really good. Um, nice. It's a very, very good How's it good rank story. on the things you've read this year? It's up there, it's man. It's up there? It's, it's one of better the... Better than Do a Powerbomb? Better bomb? than Scout? Wow. We both are hitting you with different stuff. Uh, I was at least trying to keep things in this freaking year. Did you read that Daniel Warren I Johnson interview? Like the whole thing? I did. We can oh. talk about that later. Okay. I don't... 
think it's better than scalped. It's different. That's fair. I'm just joking about that. No, I know, but it's it's really good. Cool. I really really liked it. I bought it because it. I wonder was why he Aaron. did boom instead of image. I don't know. Maybe he thought the marketing would be better. Maybe or maybe he just was trying to get a story. I don't out think there his last was. image series sold that well. Was for cheap. What was his last image things? series? That stupid Bible one. Oh, the goddamned. Goddamned. It never finished. Well, yeah, he kind of abandoned it. Yeah. Anyway. Was it better uh, than do a powerbomb? Would you rank it above that? It's hard because it's different. Okay. Hard because um, it's different, Scott. That's fair. Yeah, All right, Scott. Probably, is probably what, not. Probably, probably not. not. What else did we read? Really I'm out of stuff year? except the stuff we both read. The Little Monsters. I and I only really, really have one. Uh, little monsters. I have like two, but that was really one all. We like Righteous Vengeance or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance or whatever. Little did you... Monsters. Did yeah. I like it better than Righteous Thirst for Vengeance? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that may be still number one of the year. God damn, that was so good. So Imagine good. what freaking what's-his-name can do if he doesn't I probably talk. like that Superman <laughs> book more than Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. Okay. Okay. You don't even like Superman. Let's see here. I read uh, Cosmic Detective. I didn't get to it. Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent. And you would think with those two involved that this would be the and greatest thing ever. Oh. And Sounds like Scott Dan Yeah, I, I was... It's... It, yeah. Nah. All right, we don't have to talk about it because I haven't read it yet. Okay, I'll I read it for the next one, and then we can all <coughs> sounds, talk about it. Sounds good. It. Well, I, I, I won't say it, too much fine. except for the Maybe fact that it, it's a nice it. futuristic... Type of thing. It's kind of trying to do here again on that kind of detective noir type of thing, but yet being in a futuristic type of setting where it's it's trying to deal with, you know, things of like maybe some artificial intelligence and maybe even like some alien type aspects and even, uh, you know, what kind of other advances in technology we might have you know, and things. And it's one man trying to essentially solve a murder that doesn't, that hasn't happened, you know, right. very, or it's very, very rare, you know, type of thing. And the things that he's going through with it. I think they're trying to make a point a little bit about some things related to technology and, and maybe our, I don't know. I feel like that book is all about the art. There, and if you like the art, it's great. The art is like the, the art. art is really good, and so therefore, I would say that that does help you get through the book in some ways. Yeah, it's just it's really it feels like almost you're on an acid trip, you it know, does. some type of thing. The art helps, that you know, and, and the art definitely helps with that. And I think that's why I'm just kind of like, it's not bad. It's kind of I experimental. Think, I think I wanted something a little bit more. Perhaps straightforward, but I should have known with Lemire and Kent that it wouldn't be, and it's trying to tap into a little bit of that psyche type of stuff. It just, for me, didn't hit quite like, you know, say a, a mind management or, hell, almost anything else from Lemire or whatever else. Right. So, in, in, uh, in, as, in as experimental as they want to be, it still almost felt like it was hitting certain standard tropes even though in a way too yeah. you know it tries to be maybe a little twisty at the end but at the it still felt like oh wow that's not too surprising that that's how that hits or whatever else you know type things mm -hmm. if that makes any sense yeah. so i don't know it, it, it to your earlier point experimental was very good way to kind of you know um, summarize it 
and I don't want to discount it too much. It just, I, I felt like the book, the book is, a, it, it, it felt longer probably than it really was in some yeah. ways. And it wasn't necessarily a struggle to get through. It just felt like as I was going through it, I'm like, man, this is just weird. You know, yeah, type, type weird. stuff. Yeah. Well, this was a Kickstarter. Okay. Which explains some things. They're, they're trying something. So I think they so. just wanted to do something weird and crazy and not have to worry about if it sold or not. <laughs> yep, I can see that. You guys should wait because I want to read that too. I hate this place? Yeah. Well, did you read the first one? I did. Yeah, that's right. You did talk about it. All right. Do you have the single issues? Mm-hmm. I'm not buying that. I need to borrow okay. the trade. All right, we can wait. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. If you're I hate this place, that. Volume 2. I'm not going to say much about it, but it's good. So, or I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not as strong, I feel like, as the first. So mm-hmm. temper, your, temper your expectations there a little bit. But it, I felt like it nicely wraps up things. Um, is it over? It's, it's over. Essentially, oh, okay. it is. Yeah. It's over. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But, it, but and I think therefore it almost I don't know if you got that feel I almost felt like he was in a rush to end it. I mean, uh, it it moves so know. fast anyway, yeah, know you know type saying. things. But yeah. it just almost felt like it's like oh I got to wrap this up in these type of. But doesn't he sell like things, a, so. say that's like his best selling thing he's ever done? I think he does say something about that at the end. Yeah, yeah. that's one of his best selling ones. So yeah, so, I don't so know maybe he just didn't want to outlast his welcome. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be. I'm but, sure it was. I bet it was pitched as. But issues, yeah, or something like that. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it though. So. Cool. cool. I'm looking forward to it. Because like Kyle Stark does pretty short. He likes stuff. that type he of He doesn't really things. do. He doesn't want to stick with long, long type thing. Runs on stuff. Do you want to do any of yours before I do these? Or um, yeah. Well, I mean, since we're talking about, I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot. But Kyle Starks also did there uh, go, this nice. mini series, Peacemaker tries hard. <laughs> it was a six issue. Is that his art too? Or five? No, it's uh, <laughs> CPU. Oh, CPU. Yeah. I mean, this is fun. This is, like, mindless. It, I mean, it's like the TV show. It's that Peacemaker. It's the John Cena um, on a mission or whatever. It's got all, all the... On a mission for John God. Cena's in it? No, it's It kind of looks like it. You can that. imagine John Cena talking anytime you read what Peacemaker says. Yes, yes. Oh, it's, it it's that like version <laughs> of Peacemaker. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, Kyle Starks wrote it. Oh, it's um, Kyle Stark, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is Kyle Stark, <laughs> Yeah, they do it a lot, Drew. But uh, no, it's fun. I mean, it's it's. I just, didn't realize they were doing so many cardstock covers. It's like just mindless fun. You know what I mean? Like just popcorn, like you said. Turn stuff? your brain off and just read it. But uh, no, that is not. This is not that That's paper. It's about eighty pounds. Eighty pound. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. But if you, you want to read it, it, I think, I think you would I will. enjoy it. You think that's yeah, right? I Okay, if you don't like mind, it. I will. If you like the TV show, you'll like it. I did like the TV show, and I do seems okay. like I kind of like Kyle Stark's uh, writing. Yeah, too, so. you'll enjoy it. Oh, my God, that is like should great. Should I buy the trade of this? Yeah. You should. Okay. You really okay. This Who did the art too. on the front cover of that? Uh, that's Daniel Warren Johnson, I believe. Well, that would explain why I like it. Yeah, so. Wow. That is just freaking incredible. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, I'll do that last, or you can do one, and then I'll do this. Which I haven't caught up with. Dark ride is dark ride over, or does it keep going? It keeps uh, still going. It keeps going. Okay. I mean, it ends. I think there's the one more. This trade one probably. goes cliffhangerish. That's and whatnot. the second trade. Yeah, there's one more trade. Is okay. there just one it's more? Gonna go that it's going to wrap. I believe so. Wow. I thought I saw in the solicitations like 15 was the last issue. It, okay. It, you know, I. <laughs> I don't know what to say about I, this. I don't even know where I am on that, but I know I don't think I've read any of Scott this. I just know what to say. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, it's good. It, I, um, I like it a lot. It's like a horror succession. But I'm yeah, uh, but I, I don't, don't know, know how much. Is. I'm I'm not as much of a <laughs> horror. I've never watched Succession. I don't tend to like a lot of that serious horror type stuff, especially when it's you know almost even out there for gore and whatever else just for the sake of it and in some cases i feel like there is a certain shock value that they're trying to do you know in some pace some things here but god damn the story's freaking entertaining and good <laughs> just pulls you in it, it does it reads so fast it pulls you in it and reads fast like, and freaking who'd you say the artist is the guy his birthright i know that Bresson. but what I, I need to really just get this guy's andre Bresson. andre Bresson. Get, get his name on my brain because the art in this is just fantastic so good. good god in the black and white scenes with you know little bits of red in there just strike just great and i mean that's what they do the whole story, you know, how it's laid out, you know, they're doing some certain flashbacks through here, is just engrossing. I mean, it pulls you in. It has a point for what it's showing with these flashback scenes. And then it, it kind of shows off, you know, when it comes back to kind of the the present time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I it's one of, it's so, It's another one of these things where I hate to admit I really like it. Because <laughs> cause I, I just feel like... The story is kind of, it's not really simple, but just the the idea of it, the being this crazy horror. Yeah, there's not much to you the know, idea. Yeah, the, the horror, uh, you know, fantasy land or whatever you want to call it, theme park type stuff, you know, I mean, things. Don't pick any bones at Disneyland. Well, you would think it just should be fairly simple from that <laughs> idea, and you could just make this gory, just totally almost sick type of thing, And but they're not. They're doing something where they actually have this idea, believe it or not, and some type of plot that's kind of questioning through in here. It, it feels like, uh, and this has been a long time since I watched this, but the old Ray Bradbury, uh, when uh, started, something wicked this way comes. comes yeah. It almost feels a little bit of that, you know. I want to watch that way. again. So can't find it anywhere. It doesn't stream anywhere. Oh, it's I like a it. Disney thing. It Why was. Isn't it on it Disney? Was. I have no idea. Because I think I, they abandoned it. They probably abandoned it because it was scary as crap. I know they don't watch things. it. So, but that, that's so the feel, though. The I get with it a little bit. You know, of, yeah. you know, <laughs> if I remember something wicked, he would sometimes grant wishes, you know, or whatever, in a way. Yeah. And in I some ways, there may be something in this. But it, it's got that I kind of spiders. Was there something with spiders? Maybe. But there was something with lightning too, or something like that too. Yeah. So, but that—it's just the that movie gave you a sense of dread, you know, and that there was something wicked, you know, coming. And that's the way this book reads, and it's just engrossing as hell. So I mean, this is probably one of those things that so far, I mean, it's not as Better good as say like bomb. it's not as good as do a power bomb, but it's probably like almost right it's under really that, solid. you know, type things. Yeah, it yeah. is solid. So, dude, if you're digging well, that. 
Like that, he he did nail biter. He did. Nail biter doesn't sound that good to me. Uh, or maybe it is. I'm sure it's good. I like Josh Williamson. Yeah. It's funny. I keep saying like, yeah, I'm not really a horror guy, but man, I like this book. Oh, um, I'm in I the do same that book. I was like, I'm not really. A horror I'm guy, saying the same yeah. exact thing. I just I'm like I don't the this the premise is one of those things where you think of why the hell didn't I think of this? But then the execution is like there's no way I could have executed it that well. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, makes uh, sense. you know, it, at least so far, you know, it's not finished off and he's still got to try to stick whatever lady he landing, wants to, yeah. but I, it, it's good. It's good. Immortal Sergeant. So this is, uh, just kind of like a book that you would buy a slice of life, isn't it? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Um, Are there any braces with girls? In it? No. Oh. But I do <laughs> like the fact that he uses every front cover. Yeah. Don't and... waste any, don't waste any space, man. Yeah. Um, no, this is, uh, I Kill Giants. I know. Uh, uh, Joe Kelly and Ken Nomura, they're the guys that did I Kill Giants. Scott Nomura and I Kill Giants. Did you ever see the show? The movie? No. I'm really? Sure I didn't. This got not like Slice of Life, because that's like Slice of Life. I'm that's not like, a real big Slice of Life. That's like sad. Sad. I don't, and sad Slice of Life, I even think are worse. And so. this, dude, this is like, I don't cry. Oh, did you cry? I didn't you, cry. Gives you tears at the but end. But it does. It makes it, your it, eyes water. It pulls at the heartstrings. It pulls at the heartstrings, man. Like, this hits home. How many so, issues like, is it? Nine? It's nine. That's a yeah. lot. This sounds like it's right up yeah. Drew's alley. Yeah, it will be right up Drew's alley. Hey, I don't know. Alley. You like that Kill Giants? Mm-hmm. You'll like this. So, basically. What is the gist? I think you might even like it. Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah. So, the story is. So, it's uh, his name, uh, Immortal Sergeant. He's a detective. And he's getting ready to retire. Yeah. He, they're basically making him retire. He doesn't want to retire. Old, of course. Right. Why don't and people he's like retire? hundreds of but years old because why don't he's people a retire? Well, so because I, he, I would love to retire. His wife is, he's not married. Yeah. I don't care. His wife's mean. divorced him. Yeah. And his kid, so he has a son and his son is married. His son's an adult, but they don't have a relationship hardly at all. Like, he bags on him the whole time. Like, he always gives his kid a hard time. And so, like, his his son and his wife and his kids live, like, across country. Or not in the same state or whatever. The well, they're state. coming because it's also his son's birthday. Well, they've never... His dad has always given Worked. him a hard time Worked. on his birthday. Never liked his birthday. And he doesn't like celebrating his birthday because it was never celebrated, like, as he was growing up kind of thing. But yeah, the dad was always working. Um, and so as like his birthday's coming up and the um, retirement party is coming. So his fam- his kid is coming to, to, visit. to visit for gotcha. the retirement party. Yeah. Well, there's a case that he's been working on oh, man. It's for a like killer? 30 years. Serial killer? No, it all ties together though because it would spoil it if I told you what oh, it is. Okay. So... Uh, it, there's a story, uh, a case that he's been working on forever, and he finally gets a lead on it as he's getting ready to oh, retire, of course and is. as the sun's coming Why up and everything. Yeah. So he goes out on this, and he's like the old grumpy guy. He's like Clint Eastwood in uh, Dirty Harry, Grand no, Reno. Grand, Grand Reno. Like, like he's he's just old, grumpy, crabby the old guard kind of police detective uh-huh. and nobody likes him and he's just whatever. Um, so anyway, he gets this lead 
And somehow, I don't remember exactly how, but like his kid, he gets sucked in with him. And they go off on this adventure together. And they don't get along very well because they don't talk. They don't really have a relationship. He's on a job and his kid's trying to get back to his family because he thinks his dad's crazy. So they, it's kind of like this whole thing where they kind of come together for a purpose. His son doesn't know why. Like He just assumes that like it's because... He he was a detective and a cop, and so, like, that's just the way that a cop is. But there's a whole... When you get to the end and you figure it all out, it all kind of rolls together and everything is explained. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ruin it for Drew because I think he's going to read it. It is a really quick read. I mean, there's... What I like about Nomura, like, his art is very, very basic. Like, yeah. But but it's cool, you know what I mean? Like I I don't want to slam it because there's there's an art style to it. It's just sometimes you look at it and you're like, oh my god, like that would be so easy to draw. But I can't I can't even draw that. You know what I mean? Like right. Um. But but I do like. But it um, would help for probably you know overall speed and yeah. That oh yeah. Things out. Yeah, and and like in the back of one of them, he even it might have been the last one or whatever. But he talks about like he has process pages and he's like. I tried I tried to figure out which style I wanted to use for this book and I went through three or four different styles and I landed on this one, you know. But um yeah, I I really like this. This was another I loved almost everything I read this week. Wow. Or this time except loved. for This is great. This the Once Upon a Time uh, the Superman. Except for the one book I took from you, Sergeant Rock, huh? Yeah, Sergeant Rock. Hated it. But do you want to borrow this, or are you going to get the... I'll get the trailer. You're gonna Eventually? Get the trailer. Eventually. You need to get it now, because I'm going to... Because he's going to forget, and he wants to talk to you about it. I don't know he that I will. This might be twist. one that kind of sticks for a while, because it's pretty good. Really? Right, I'm, I'll better, get the trade. It's like the it's those. it's kind of like a. I just have to read thirty issues of Spawn first. Just grab. Come on, he's got them right first. here. They're pulled out of his box. Where are you read at? It. Are you reading the Compendium? Yes, or the so hard. What are you on the second one? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I'd be reading it with you. Because I don't want to put that on anybody. Well, I have all the I have all the hardcovers. Cool. Cool. He says cool. He I know. says. All right, I'm done. Wow. You should get that as soon as possible and read it. Okay. It's top 10 of the year. Wow. I read some of my favorite stuff I think I've read this year. This Cool. Nice. Maybe because you actually read stuff. Group. No, it was all really good. Okay. I read Midnight Vista. Boy, the production quality that of whatever binding they had. Was it's really good, right? Lousy, wasn't it? <laughs> mine fell apart. It, it is falling apart. No, mine for, came apart. Yours did too? Well, yeah. it did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, this one, I, I feel I wonder... bad because there's like certain pages kind of coming out over through here, you know, and things. That, I mean, you could just hear it as I open it. Oh, yeah. It. It's like, oh, God. So, <laughs> what kind of glue do they use? Yeah, whatever else. That's the so, good stuff. I Yeah, at least no pages fell out, but... Uh, I don't know where it was this. printed. It's not great, right? The art's uh, good. The art is great. The art is Claire what keeps you going. Yes. But the story's very basic. There's not much to it. I haven't even finished it. I, I read like I half of it. I, I, I don't know how basic, it. you know, type things. It's it's simple, yes, in that respect. It feels like it wants to tell a lot, but it doesn't know how to tell it and still be engaging. Dude, you broke my book. 
I know. <laughs> Honestly, it was like that one where I like, right away I opened it. Now the That's page what... in the middle might have been something of my doing, but it, that was, looks printed, like... it was printed in Korea. Oh, there you so go. don't print your books in Korea. So that okay. looks like every probably North Korea. Every trade paperback I've ever given to Drew comes back that way. <laughs> It could be perfect. Nothing wrong with trays. it. Because uh, yeah, I open it like this, dog. Yeah, I know. That's you funny. don't. That's not how you read it. Pull it apart like this. Yeah, yeah. literally like rip it apart. Wow. Like all yeah, my scalp trades that he ruined. There's definitely some parts in there where it just like starts. God, yeah, broke my I know where it just starts doing that. It's like, oh my god. Like, okay, here's a question. Do it. So I'm probably not gonna read this again, right? Yeah. <laughs> you probably. And it's falling gonna, apart. It's not Do I just throw it in the trash? Oh, like, wow. I, mean, I hate to throw books in the trash, but I, I, I don't think it's you can. Like it's I, signed. I don't. It's not like <laughs> I can sell it to somebody. It's like, hey, you'll just trade full apart two dollars. You could give it to somebody. How about you could that? give it to somebody. Even that seems. But mean. you're not even gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Just just sees. take the cover off because that's what's signed. <laughs> you just cut the cover cut off. Cut the cover off. Throw the paper <laughs> away. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. But I don't know if there's really too much to say on that one. I mean, it's it's kind of trying to do the. Uh, Close yep. encounter type thing, you What's know, and being weird. abducted by aliens, but then it's trying to talk about the fact that the, you know, any alien technology would probably be in, you know, uh, doing maybe a different dimensional type of aspect, you know, of things. So basically this guy, this little kid gets abducted and then comes back. What the hell is it like? 20, 20 30 years, years later, maybe something 15. like this. It was a big chunk of time. And then it's him trying to you know, figure out why is he back, you know, and, and different stuff. But then they throw in things like the aliens are still here, you yeah. know, and trying to and chase, him down. chase him down. Yeah. And then he gets involved with a cult that thinks he's, you know, the next Messiah, but that they got to kill him in order yeah. to sacrifice. It's funny. And I read this like two weeks so, ago and I barely remember. Anything. And, <laughs> you know, it just, it, so don't worry, Scott, it's gonna and go especially like the, like the, 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 the last like issue or so, it just starts getting really wordy and things. Cause I think he's trying to make some, you know, points, you know, about spirituality with, you know, yeah. uh, you know, things that we just don't know and taking things on faith and whatever yeah. else and, and the amount of things that we have point us in multiple directions. But I don't know for sure. It just almost gets to that point where it's almost feeling a little Stop. almost you, preachy, but I guess trying to make you think in some ways, you know, or whatever yeah. else, because he's not really trying to make a point in some ways either. It's just trying to, I think the point is there's things in the unknown that we just don't know. And, you know, you're going to have to make your best bet how to deal with them, you know, yeah. type stuff. That's fair. And a lot of it is the gist of it. Cause the guy's coming from an event that happened in his own life. Yeah, he has you know, a whole introduction. He does have a whole introduction. A little bit of context. Talk, yeah, which I think was actually fairly helpful. That's probably the most does, interesting part of the thing. does kind of give you an idea of kind of where he got his... Why you been you in know, my cover, dude? ...things from. But, <laughs> Why are you trying to destroy my book? I ruined I'm trying to save it. Okay, I'll do it this way. I'm kidding. That's better, because then the page might fall out. So It's they, even stitched. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I I'm with you. I wasn't it fall apart uh, if it's much of a fan on, on of it. Unfortunately, yeah. I wanted to like it, but it just yeah. didn't quite hit. Didn't quite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, the goon library volume four. This was pretty quick. It was. There was one issue that had like no words, so that was. It was all emojis. All yes, emojis. I didn't love that. Emojis. What? I, I liked like, it. I didn't like that. Oh, I enjoyed it. 
was okay. It's it was a little fine. hard to follow. It was what? it was not hard to follow. It, it was, was very, very simple easy. and basic though. It was almost better to follow or easier to follow than that stupid Hispanic lizard or whatever. Well, like, that talks about what's with the necklace? The I didn't get it. He's looking at the necklace. He's got a photo. Why is this lady sad about the necklace? Or she's just happy about the necklace? That dude is chasing her down because she's a bad... She's a bad... She's a man-eater, dude. That lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. So but what's with the necklace? He wants it back. She stole she it. She has it. But at the end, Goon gives that sad lady the necklace and then yeah. she's all happy. Because he beats the crap out of her. Does she, she have a connection sad. to the necklace? No, no connection. She was okay. sad. She's just, She's happy she got a necklace? Yeah. Yes. He's like, here's get? something pretty. And she's okay. like, oh, nobody's ever given me anything pretty okay. before in my entire That's life. Not, I thought there was like some connection with her to the no. necklace. I didn't get it. I didn't get the connection. Nope. You were trying to look too deep into that. Yeah. Yeah. Drew. yeah, that one was pretty basic. Damn, look at some of that art. Jesus, I know. He's slipping through. The sad like, goon. Oh, my God. Goon's issue was okay. That was pretty fun. Then he got not really His birthday? Sad. Yeah. Oh, the birthday, yeah. I like the lady who's like... Slipping my nipple. Why did I get drunk first? <laughs> and then they had like the raping ape, and they're like, that's not funny. Then they break, like, the break the fourth wall and Frank Darabont. That was hilarious in. in Top Gun or Top Secret. Top Secret, <laughs> yeah, Top Secret. exactly. Like, and what was the other movie? Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Not funny. No, Shawshank not Redemption funny. is not funny. But Top Secret, and there was one other one. Oh, was yeah, funny. what was the other one? When it was same animal in a costume. Yeah. Right. Then it's funny. <laughs> oh, trading God. places. Trading places. I don't remember it. I don't remember places. trading places either. I don't remember yeah. an animal rape scene in trading oh, places. Right. It's been a long time. What did you guys think of the the whole thing about the vulture? vulture? Like that, that 50, 80 page vulture story. I yeah, it was so right. I was a little biased because I read the, the intro. No, I didn't read the intro. Did you read the intro? I did. I always read and the, the guy intros. was. I always do too. And whoever it is, I don't know who. He I don't know is. who that is. John Schnapp. But uh, he was talking about how it was like sad, Bring sad, it to made, made him yeah. cry. Yeah. And I mean, it does a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's sad. It did not but... make me cry. So what? No, it this... didn't make me cry. So I thought he got sad with the kid. I thought he got a different artist because that doesn't even look like Eric Powell. But it's not. It's Eric Powell. Isn't yeah, that weird? Eric Powell. But look at that. This doesn't even look like him. Yeah, he's like, evolving. That doesn't look like... It's not evolving. It's like, like he did... Baby. It's, it's like... like uh, he decided to do it crappy for a couple of shoes. Dude, it's a, it has a little Corbin to it. That's not Corbin. It had a little Corbin feel to it. I don't like it. It's okay. bad. It's not bad. It's not good. But I mean, it's fine. It's, it's like just, he's not doing the shading in the... Grade. It's him. He just wants to die. He's yeah, done. He's I trying. Know. Being on the like, third. basically death. And you know what? As I'm getting a little bit older, I'm kind of feeling him. <laughs> he's, the, he's the angel of death, essentially. I'm kind of agreeing with him. Like, I'm not quite there. I mean, I want to I wanna live for a little while. you got a grandkid. You need to. But, no, 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 I do. But what I'm saying is, I there, could, there's a point like, where when I was a kid, I'd be like, dude, I could do this forever. Like, I want to live forever. Well, he does I'll, say something I want to live till I'm a thousand kid, if though, I can. Too, that there's a certain what was oh it? yeah, well what, the kid or yes, because uh, you haven't been jaded. And then yeah. at the end, the kid says something like, "Oh, I'm happy. I'm I'm dying before I don't. The stars don't amaze me anymore." There you go. That's what it is. The stars. Yeah. 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 So like, I get it, but I also see like I don't, don't get me wrong. Like I I want to. You're live. not suicidal. No, I'm not suicidal. Yeah, no. but I know what you're saying. Though. But As I can kind of understand the point of him. It's like, oh my god. I've been You're here ready for like a hundred years. I'm ready to die. Like, oh, yeah. I just want this to end. 
There is a point, yeah. Whereas when I was a kid, I'd be like, ah, I could live till I was a thousand if I well, could. That's, well, it's because like, when you're a kid, everything's new and exciting, and then as you get over, everything's mediocre. Oh, as you get older, everything's yes, mediocre. Yes, and I think that's the whole point of the story. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I used this for our Evil Squid Comics ad one time. Oh, nice. Yeah, I said like, 30% off? Are you shooting me? Nice. Nice. For the next chunk there. Notice that the next one, though, didn't have, like, a forward there. No. I know. So it's like they gave up on the That's forward. why I was like, I uh, do I stop here? It says chapter one. I'm stopping again. Yeah, I think so. that was a stopping point. Well, then that's the, I, I think stopped. that's the next. That's, that's all we stopped. have. I think when we're done with this. I really? I thought there was another stop. No, there's there. another. I was there. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's chapter four, dude. Yeah, the next one. Uh, so, that's um, chapter four, bro. Of the next chunk, I think. Go to so. the table I'm, of contents. I'm going. I'm going. Calm down. Calm down. Because I think I did. Oh, yeah, here it is. Then that is buried us lament. Yeah. I was okay. going to say you could just go to the table of contents. I'm not going to the table of contents. Okay. I felt That's like there was the something in which way. it started renumbering That's the yet again. easy so. way, Don. We're not doing it the easy gotcha. way. There's chapter four. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're right. There's there's three. All right. So Do you want to talk about the Daniel Warren Johnson intro or interview? Yeah, we can talk a what little bit about that. About? Um, he sent me a little thing where they've interviewed Daniel Warren Johnson where he was... He, mm-hmm. After he had... Um, the Comics Journal. Yeah, and it was after he won one of those awards, right? Was it after Eisner? His, Eisner or something to that effect? Well, because he was making a point about... Daniel Warren Johnson was... Bitching they, about they, Andor. They, they asked him a question about Star uh, Wars or something. I can't even remember now the context of why it popped up, but it had to deal with storytelling. And his thing was was that he felt like there's a lot of mediocre, I think, almost <laughs> stuff out there, and that people just... You know, I think some of it was the the complaint that we've had, you know, like say a Netflix show, you know, that in which it's like, do you really need this to be eight episodes? Why the hell are you dragging it out? And then his example was Andor, you know, with the Star Wars type things and going, why the heck is this thing 12 episodes, you know, it type things and, and that he just felt it was really drug out. But with him as well, you know, you read things like Murder Falcon, do a power bomb, some of his creator own type things and he is just he's balls fast to balls to the wall fast and yeah you know amazingly a lot of it works sure you know type things yeah but i don't think that's in every scenario necessarily either yeah and there's you some know. things that need to be like a slow burn yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, could be you know in some bit, of that definitely. yeah but the Star Wars need to be a slow burn? I don't know. That's the question, right? And that may have been the question there. In my opinion, I think I appreciated... Mm-hmm. I, I definitely appreciate Andor for what it was, but I also tell people that, that it's a slow burn, yeah. you know, type things. Did it need to be 12 episodes? No. Did you need to have four on the dang prison? Probably not, but it was building up to a certain point there, you know, for where it wanted to to go with it. Um Obviously, it's not for everyone, and with within your right, Star Wars for what we're used to, probably it wasn't. It, it's jarring, perhaps, a to a point. Sure. But the Star Wars universe is also pretty damn big, where they can tell a lot of different stories, and if they yeah. want to do that, yeah. the you know power to them. But I thought that interview was pretty interesting. All around, not just the Star Wars part, just all of this stuff. A lot of the stuff, yeah, where they were talking talking about, uh, yeah. you know, how he, you know, thinks of his ideas and, and whatever else. He kind of acted like, at one point, he the ideas might just start to dry up a little bit. Did you get that? He's it like, could. He's like, I don't know if I can go at this pace for much longer. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know if I have enough, you know, 
<clears throat> well, and they were talking a little bit because I think he won his Eisner in, you know, best teen category yeah. or something. Which was for and, two of power. Yeah. And so they were like, well, how are you tapping into those younger readers or whatever? He's like, like I have no idea. You know, or <laughs> I didn't something. know it was a team so, book. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was a team book. You know, I just was watching wrestling and I liked it and thought I could do something with it, you know. So he's an interesting guy. Well, and he is, you know, what would you say? You know, he kind of has this optimistic, you know, kind of almost feels like a laissez-faire, you know, type yeah. of attitude. Like, well, I'm going to try something, see if it works. And if not, I'll move on to this, you know, and yeah. I want to do this for a little while. And then I'm going to jump to this, you know, type of things and and just things that he wants to keep interesting. And he's but he's also very thankful for it, too. You know, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's, it, he even tried to let, get that in there, you know, that he's. He's blessed, you know, with some of the success that he's getting. While he does work hard, he's, you know, there has been a certain little bit of uh, luck there, maybe. <laughs> His track record is like, yeah, I did that Myrtle Falcon. Everybody said it was crazy. And then Robert Kirkman said it was awesome and, you know, liked it or whatever. It's like, but it didn't sell that well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, I don't think his books, like, are, like, huge sellers. You know what I mean? Like, he's a... He's an artist, artist, and I think he's a bit of a niche in some things. But I don't think he's like you know killing in terms of sales or whatever. He's getting rich off his original art, but not his. uh, (laughs) Maybe I don't know. Well, I think as he gets probably like with everything though, as he gets more popular, people will go back to Murder Falcon. Yeah, like it's up stuff like correct. As he gets more popular, those books. Plus, aren't going anywhere, right? Right. It adds to his body of work or whatever. Plus, I mean, he's on Transformers now. So. Yes. yes. So people dig that, they might go check out Murder Falcon. Right. And Extremity. And, and that is a bigger IP property there. But I mean, he can, can live off of just going to conventions and signing well, stuff sure, and sketching. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of those guys can now. Yeah, yeah. Although he's still signed with, what, Felix Art or whatever. And, yeah. and honestly... If you're signing with one of them, Felix seems to be almost the most reasonably priced of them all in a lot of ways, at least the way that their business practice seems to be. Now, not to say that he's not making some, you know, money, but I honestly almost think that if he went and went with a different, what do they call those, promoter or whatever else. Art dealer. Yeah, art dealer. He might be making more. I'm not sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's just my feel of it, and at least from what I see with them compared compared to like what the hell is it, Cadence or um, some of them yeah. other ones. Um, Felix seems to be sketches and original artwork are basically whatever it's it's whatever anybody's willing to pay for it. It's it is. like anything, yeah, you know. And I mean, it's like they were talking about how like I've read I something on this uh, sketch or whatever, yeah, that... and it was like somebody I can't remember who the fuck it was, like at New York or somewhere, and they were like, yeah, he was charging like whatever three thousand dollars or whatever mm-hmm. to do a commission and they're like yeah because he probably didn't want to do commissions so he <laughs> threw out some crazy some ass crazy number, number yeah. and you freaking crazy bastards are paying, paying for it, it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like well i guess i, I guess have I, to do it now guess i gotta keep <laughs> going like, yeah right i mean yeah, i don't really want to draw so i don't want to draw so i'm gonna say three grand for uh 11 by 17 like yep. single figure and then Eight people want it, and I'm like, yep. "Oh my god!" Now I have to draw. Now I have to I'm do it. Twenty-four thousand yeah. dollars in a weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh no, like, no, you're right. So, you're right. I mean, if if you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. But I I do think that Felix 
that they do promote very well. They're at yeah, a lot Figs of the shows. They have a good. They are good promoting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Figs is pretty um, good. Yeah, seems like all the best uh, guys doing commissions right now mostly work for Felix. Like the most interesting commissions I see, like James Heron, Daniel Warren Johnson, Trad Moore. I mean, but I feel like Stephen they're trying Green's, to do some of that type yeah. things too, where they're saying, "Okay, we're going to be here and we're going to do some um, things Andrew at the show. Plain. We're going to get the pre ones done." We're going to tell you up front if we're going to charge oh, yeah. for signatures or right. not. No, yeah, you yeah. know, these type of things. Yeah, no, and so you're right. To, I guess I'm just agreeing with your point that it does seem like Felix is doing it right they are, to try to not only appease the, the collectors and the community at large, but still try to get these guys oh, yeah. paid, you know, and get their, right, you yeah. know, chunk out there. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's Sounds all I good. Have. Don, let's go home. I'm tired. Thanks for listening, everybody. All Thanks two of for you. Listening. Yep. Bye. Two people listened. Maybe. <laughs>